restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are live on the information super how a glorious Sunday to all. Hello, Tez. How are you doing? Have you got any cogs left on your gears after last night? Oh, uh, my, my, my cogs are all, all gone, all spent, you know. Yes. After the marathon uh, of AEW. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good show, though. Good show. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about it later on. But, yeah, I'm uh, certainly going to... Be sleeping well this evening, I think. Hopefully, <laughs> because I'm tired as fuck. Tired? I, well, you? Yes. I I never watch the wrestling pay per views live. I never watch the wrestling pay per views live, unless they're in Cardiff. Oh yeah. Or in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, yeah. So yeah, I didn't. I, I won't. I just can't do it. <laughs> I just fall asleep. <laughs> I won't enjoy it either. I won't enjoy it as much. You know. I had a cooked was... breakfast this morning. I was like, I'm going to make a nice cooked breakfast just to avoid spoilers, stay off the internet. Cook breakfast, sit down and watch uh, AW Full Gear. It was good. Yeah. good. Good good, way to do it. I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, I, I didn't stay up for the whole thing. I got to about three, half three in the morning. But um, yeah, then there was a couple of times where I was just like, oh my God, I'm feeling suddenly tired. But mm. Um, yeah, if people aren't a member of the Discord yet, um, Discord, we had a kind of a, a live spoiler chat, um, you know, to kind of separate it. So if yeah. people didn't want to look at it, they don't look at that chat. And yeah, that was really good. Um, just chatting with a couple of the guys, a few of the guys throughout the show. Um, good fun. It's good. You should Anyone out there, come and join the Discord. It's actually, if you're in um, the podcast feed as well, you can get that on uh just search it's it's, it's in, in in the podcast description if you're listening on podcast it's right there so anyone can come and join it join the discord it's really good here's the discord link in chat as well if you want to come and join it on the youtube channel just post it in there uh but yeah come and join it It'd be good because it's a good place to hang out we all chat all day just uh we've been talking about the tragic news of anyone hasn't heard it's just come out today that uh jason david frank the green power ranger has just been has, di- has died today that's quite sad. That's, uh, mm. but I mean, that's not a reason to join Discord. But we were just talking about it in the Discord, so hmm, not very nice. Rest in peace, the Green Ranger. I was just literally watching a, a, a White Ranger or the Green Ranger. Yeah, I was watching a, a comic. I was talking to Barry about this on the Thursday preview of a uh, Full Gear. I was, I was watching a, someone recording a comic con of him talking about it and talking about positive energy and how you know you can't you know, mental health issues and things. And and he sadly it seems like he's a uh, committed suicide. So. Um, you know, talk to people, ladies and gentlemen. If you're feeling shitty, hundred yeah. percent, let it out. Don't hold it in because it's not nice. Um, but yeah, rest in peace, uh, Jason David Frank. You look, you know, I actually quite like Power Rangers. He's like my favourite Power Ranger. Sounds weird, and he seems like quite a cool guy as well. And he was all very in the. Um, he was very still still active in 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 film, a lot of fan films, and was very active in in the. Power, I'm not like a massive Power Rangers fan because I'm maybe a bit aged out of it. But I don't know. I'm just gutted. This thing's a shame, really. What a shame. Yeah. Gone too soon. Only 49, Tez. Only 49. Madness. Yeah. But, madness. oh, well. Oh, well. It's uh, Hopefully you'll be all right. Oh, well, hopefully, I mean, if you've got problems, guys, go chat to someone. So, yeah, sad times, really. Uh, but yeah, um, but lots of wrestling to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, here on this Sunday night. Like, we've got all the full gear. We've got all the wrestling news. We've got this week in wrestling history. We've got another 211 quiz and lots of other good stuff. 
here on the Information Superhighway. If you're watching live, please do hit like on this video right now. We've got some viewers in the chat room. Hit like. It will help people find this MOS Ministry of Slam video. We get more people finding the show. It's just a little button underneath. Click like. We've also got memberships over where you can click the join button. Come and join our MOS community. It's a great way to support the show. Helps with the running costs and the hosting fees. And Super Chats are open as well if you want to come and support the MOS Network. Just hit the Super Chats and all that good stuff. It very much helps us out. But the smallest thing you can do is just hit the like on this stream. That will help us out a lot because we'll get into that YouTube algorithm and more people will find the MOS Network and all our videos that we do. But we're going to change it up a little bit, Tez, uh, Before, But before we change it up, how have you been? You're telling me about something that happened last night <laughs> in Shaftesbury. Then we'll get to oh, no, no, the change it was literally about an hour before the uh, the show went oh, live. Oh, was it? Wow. Yeah. I hope she knew you were a YouTuber. <laughs> um, yeah, so some someone tried on Instagram, of all places, catfishing. Like, clearly, clearly a catfish. So I'd, um, I think in the week, I'd, uh, I'd had a good gym session, and I put a little gym selfie on Instagram, because that's what people do. Uh, and my, my arms are looking enormous in that picture. And this random person, don't know, not my friends list, liked it. And anyway, today they randomly go like, oh, hey, how's it going? Whereabouts are you based? I'm thinking, I don't know who you are. The pictures, I mean, clearly not this person. You know you, you know when you can tell, like, well, that's a supermodel, like yeah. quite clearly. And um, yeah, they were like, whereabouts are you based? Well, South England. Oh, so am I. Oh, well, that's a coincidence, isn't it? Oh, uh, <laughs> I was just playing along and I went, look, love, I've seen enough catfish on Pluto TV to see red flags. Uh, you're not, you know, you, you aren't the person in the picture. Like, oh, I am, honestly. Like, Come on now. Right. Come on now, love. So she wasn't, she wasn't her. You should, said, no, well, I mean, you should say, come on to, I'm, I'm just about to go and talk about a huge wrestling event. I'm a YouTuber. Please do come and uh, join in the live stream. And he got her in chat. We could all, I mean, we could all vetted her, Tez. The, I thought, the, are you worthy of the main man, Tez? Tez is love. The, the test was, I said, what do you think about MGF being champion? And yeah. she said, yeah, yeah, cool. Well, you, you don't watch <laughs> have, have AEW. You, have, have you told her to, uh, did you really say that? No. <laughs> oh, have you told her to get down the road yet? Or anything? What's, what's her last correspondence with her? My last correspondence with her was saying, no love, you're clearly a catfish. Bye bye. You don't think maybe during the show you should like write to her go, but but just think about it. What do you think about MGF being champion and see if she replies so we can have an update from your catfish? What who was your favourite <laughs> to win the yeah. three way for what? the uh TBS uh two <laughs> championship? What was your favourite match at AEW uh full gear? See what she says. Did you see the turn coming or did it surprise you? <laughs> Do it. That'd be great. Uh, let's see. Tez is holiday catfish season. There you go. You got all the catfishing going on, Tez, in the Christmas holiday. Reeling you in. Reeling you in for some um, Christmas <laughs> loving. Uh, there's a cat there behind me. There's got bag sleeping. Oh. Sleeping on the sleeping on a, a, a not a catfish though. Not a catfish. No, no. But yeah, it's been good. I've uh, I've uh, had an interesting week of lots of various interesting things, but not not super crazy stuff going on. But you know, uh, lots of good stuff. So, but there's so much wrestling to talk about. We've got a whole AEW pay view. What we're gonna do, ladies and gentlemen, is we're gonna change the show up a little bit. We're gonna go straight into the AEW full gear review, and then we will do the news. We'll have our little uh, ad break, and then we'll do the news after that, and then come back with this week in wrestling history, and then take the phone calls. But I thought it'd be good to get straight into the AEW full gear review because of course it is literally just happens not even 24 hours ago and uh, it's good to get straight on, straight in on it and start talking about full gear so uh 
Tez, you weren't on the show on Thursday. We had Barrow, thankfully, uh, coming to join me. It was great to have Barrow here. Thank you, mate. What was your hype level going into full gear? Were you hyped? Um, I can't remember what I said um, on on last week's show, but I guess I was maybe like um, a four, like in terms of some matches. Yeah, interested to see how they kind of how they go, but the week to week TV of AEW had generally been more of the same of recently, which wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. So yeah, I was probably about four going into it. Um, but you know, still hyped enough to go. Uh, let, let's let's watch the pre-show. Let's let's try watching some of it live. Yeah. You know, a bit of intrigue there. What about you? How hype were you? Um, mm, I don't know actually. I wasn't as hyped as I was for All Out with Punk and Moxley. I was really hyped for that. This not so much. And like Grand Slam, I was probably more hyped for that as well. Actually, going into it, I guess I feel like some of this these stories have been a bit overdone a little bit. I think going into this pay-per-view at the start and. Um, I I wasn't so like the Soraya uh, pay uh, Soraya Britt Baker story could have been so much better, and you know the Jungle Boy Luke Soros Matt uh, stories have been going on quite long, hadn't they? Mm. Uh, I was I was interested in the MGF uh, Moxley match, and of course I love Sting, so Sting wrestling. So it was like the element. <laughs> I was about fifty fifty on it. My hype was probably at six, but you know I was, I was obviously going to get it and watch it. So. You know, oh, uh, my name's not watching Full Gear Almost Done. Stop by to say hi. Hey, my name is that. Well, if you uh, watch it, if you finish watching it, come and join us later on if you want. And be good to have you here. And let us know what you think, as we'll be here probably for a couple of hours at least talking about <laughs> some wrestling. But uh, so, Tez, we, I didn't watch the pre-show, did you? You did watch the pre-show. What, I did, did watch was the it pre-show, good? yeah. Yeah, decent. I don't normally, I normally tend to forget about these things until, you know, I either don't watch it live or the pre-show is already well underway and think, I can't be asked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this time I was, you know, I was thinking I'm definitely going to try watching some of the show live. So I did yeah. watch the pre-show, um, the the buy-in, whatever they call it, on YouTube. And yeah, uh, yeah generally pretty good. Generally pretty good, actually. Um, we It opened with the five-man tag of the Factory uh, versus the Best Friends um, and a mystery um, partner. But it was, it was obviously, it was very obvious that it was Danhausen, Dan yeah. Um, but you know what? We uh, we finally got to see Danhausen that I'm interested in, right? Because uh, it was evil Danhausen. Um, That's cool. Yeah, coming into it when he came in and everyone's like, "Oh, it's Danhausen." I thought I, I like the appearance of Danhausen. Yeah, don't know much about him, and he seemed to basically just be a comedy prop or a jobber, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of what he's done AW so far. I mean, he had a badass entrance. He looked like. He looked like something out of The Exorcist, like the he face did, yeah, yeah. properly like that. Um, and yeah, he was showing some badass moves. And when he brought out his jar of teeth, <laughs> it was cool. It was it was cool. Like this was, I think I put it in the Discord. Like Tony Khan, this is the Danhausen that's that's got me interested. I want more of this, please. He actually wonder why. I mean, he was such a cult following. Clearly, this mm. is the thing he done beforehand, wasn't it? So, oh, yeah. Had some uh, thank you, Fran, for deleting those horrible bots. Appreciate that one. What if it's that catfish again? Probably that catfish, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't see. I, I, have, I, I, I didn't see much. I didn't see. I only saw this little clip. I didn't see much of the pre-show, so I, I can't um, comment on that. Sorry, Ted. Sorry, sorry, listeners and podcast listeners. <laughs> well, no, that so that was good, and the uh, the good guys got the win. Um, and I think that the the, the introduction for Dan Hazard because he wasn't there at the very start was um, uh, QT Marshall was going to um, pile driver. 
Orange Cassidy on the ring steps, which is what he'd done, I, don't know, I think it might have been Rampage yeah. uh, a couple of weeks back on Danhausen. And um, yeah, that's when Danhausen came out and kicked QT's ass and kicked everyone's ass. Um, and then the other match we had was Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. I love Ricky with... Starks' music. I did see a little bit of this, dun, actually. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And we had Ethan Page on, on commentary. Um, yeah, Ethan Page, I didn't really think added that much on commentary. He was quite. There was a moment where I think he got a bit, bit of an introduction. He just kind of sat silent. So I don't know if he was not really paying attention or what. But um, good match. I mean, Ricky starts with Brian Cage. Just on paper, that already sounds like you're yeah, going to yeah, get a bit yeah, of a banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and Ricky Starr's got the win. Of so, course, goes against Ethan Page on Dynamite. And then the winner of that goes against M- oh, the, the champion, spoilers, uh, uh, at Winter <laughs> is Coming. Um, so maybe Ricky Starks against MJF, uh, on both on the microphone, could be pretty cool, actually. Mm, That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like I say, it was a good pre-show, pretty concise. Um we got quite a lot of hype packages for some of the matches coming up later on, which we then saw mm. more of on, on the main show. Um, they're good hype packages, but I think, can I put it in, in the Discord? It, it became very apparent that they must film these segments with the commentary guys all in one go because yeah. they're all basically yeah. sat wearing the same clothes going, oh man, Soraya, she's, she, she's going to have this match coming up and then probably the camera guy saying, Excalibur, now you're talking about Samoa Joe. And now I'm not uh, even funny. Excalibur dress up a little bit. Like some really ropey old t shirt he looked like he was wearing. Come on, man, put a bit of effort in. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, Tony Giovanni dresses up a bit more than you. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pre show uh law was decent. It's decent. It's one of the ones that I I'm glad that I actually because I don't you, often watch them. Did you watch uh Eddie Kingston versus June Akiyama? Oh god, yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh yeah, that was that was good. I mean, I don't I I don't know anything about the other guy. I know he's a bit of a legend in all Japan, yeah. I want to say. And a big influence on Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie was very emotional um, after the match. He got the win. Um, it was a it's two big guys slapping meat, pretty much. as a lot of chops. It was decent, though. And um, Eddie on the on the microphone was pretty funny afterwards. He was basically just hyping up some of the matches on the card and goes, oh, I've been told I've got to shut up right by. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see the pre-show. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but um, I'm glad it was good, though. I mean, hmm. it's a huge, huge amount, of, huge card, isn't it? Do you reckon many people would watch that and think, "I'm going to buy the pay-per-view"? Uh, watching the pre-show, yeah. Um, I, I reckon so. I reckon so because even though the hype packages in terms of the interviews are repetitive, they are good hype packages. Like they do, you know. WWE have always been excellent at yeah. doing their promo packages and AEW are, you know they are getting better at it you know it's yeah, one yeah. of those things where sometimes they don't really hype up certain people and you think why should i care about who this person is but no the, i i probably let's say if i'm a partial wrestling fan haven't ordered it yet and i was watching that i might think crowd's hot right, good okay. arena yeah Mo- mox uh mox vmgf that sounds cool crowd were great as you say uh yeah maybe and they yeah, just put think- out jr at the end didn't they yeah, so, I mean, I don't know which match it happens on the main card, but yeah, he did like half the show, then they switched him out. With Shivani for the Sting match. With Shivani, yeah. Yeah, the and Sting. then Shivani did the, the, the remainder. Um, yeah, I mean, I still think too many people on the commentary booth, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, oh, it, it was... Um, 
It was cool. I think I think the arena looked good, didn't it? A huge arena. First, another million dollar gate as well for AW, which is cool. Mm. I guess they, they, that's yep. five this year, so they've done very well there. Uh, clearly, bit, clearly, clearly growing. Uh, mm. But then we got into the main card, Tez. The main card, and it pretty much kicked off straight away. Should Should we talk about? Because I think it was part of the pre-show at the very start of the show. I could be wrong here, but just to kind of maybe get it out of the way, the reveal, the extended reveal for the game. Yes, I have got that in the news, but yes, I think it looks great. Yeah, my only thing, which I kind of have always said with the pre-release footage a while ago, and I know that this is one of those things where anyone could go, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, Mm. the graphics do look like Xbox 360 or Xbox One. They're like, in comparison to what we have nowadays graphics-wise, I mean, the gameplay, if the gameplay is great, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Popular games these days can be 2D indie yeah, games. Yeah, they don't yeah, necessarily yeah. have to be... Like Fall Guys or something like that. It's a huge yeah, game. Yeah, they don't have to be the best of the best. But it's one of those things where I was like, I mean, gameplay looks like it's fun. Lights out, intergender, whatever. does look fun. I'm not going to gloss over the fact that I do think the graphics look a bit shit. In I quite like these today's the, standard. The, I like the stylized sort of graphic. They're slightly stylized, a little bit stylized, a little bit more muscly, aren't they, the guys? And just a bit. I feel like they're a bit stylized. I like that vibe of it. And I feel like this game, as opposed to the WWE games, will be a game where you can have a load of like literally like. <laughs> remember the days when you used to have your friends around and play a computer game? Like <laughs> Dean Ambrose said, uh, John Moxley said, I think it's literally going to be that where you got some friends around mm. and then, but let's chuck on the wrestling game where anyone could play it. And I think that's going to yeah. be really cool, actually, um, cool element of it. And because I can understand, as I've got friends who I hang around with a lot, that, that of course everyone knows my. my badass gang the choose night power friends um we we uh we get we've been gaming together for about 14 years every tuesday and they um are not into wrestling that much and they've all said well a couple of them said this looks pretty cool this game reminds me of the old n64 because they've got memories of the wcw nwo revenge and no mercies so that's where it's going to be that that's where it'd be good if it's that because it hasn't been because WWE games only are really played by WWE fans so to get the the non-wrestling fans to go and jump into a game and if they have truly found that because that's what the, the rumors are and on GamesCon all the awards and all that first best sports game at GamesCon if they have really found that that's what's going to be great for this game graphics aside people can forgive that if the gameplay's a banger so I'm quite looking forward to that situation yeah. with it and punks oh, yeah. are on the front cover no no i mean <laughs> who knows what's going on there i've seen the clips of him doing commentary at an mma show and he just said stuff like well apparently i'm trouble and he was just kind of laughing up about yeah whatever they were alluding to i mean it's one of those things the people involved are the only ones that are really gonna know exactly well, jr what did went it down. as well didn't he as well at the end of the elite match as well, well don't watch out in the locker room oh this is <laughs> this is something for the locker room wasn't it like he said didn't he it's... maybe that's why they took him off commentary they're like Okay, Jim, yeah, we come can't on. do that. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to that game, dude. I think it'd be good. And it looks, mm. get like, I think originally they were saying there wasn't a, a creative wrestler, but there is a creative wrestler now. Okay. Which people will love. People love customizing that. And I'm hoping that there's going to be a lot of legend because AEW have got a lot of legends who've come through the doors at AEW, you know, and, you know, they could have a, a young version of Jake the Snake, you know, a young version of Arn Anderson, you know, the Rock and Roll Express. All these guys have popped in to have some legends and then the AEW roster, like a uh, young Sting, Surf Sting and stuff. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the game, dude. More so than a WWE game because I, I haven't got one of them for years. So 
Owen's in it, yeah. Owen, Owen Hart is in it, yeah. Berkeley, so yeah, I remember that for the Owen Hart tournament. So pumped for that. That'll definitely be a stream. So uh, watch out yeah. for that when that comes out. Shall we get to the yes. main card? Let's get to the main card. Let's go. So uh, the first match, ladies and gentlemen, it was a steel cage match between Jungle Boy and Lucha Soros. What did you think of this match, Ted? Uh, good. I did get concerned with how long the match was going because I was thinking, I know that there's a lot of matches on this card and this one, we're on the first match and we're like 20, 25 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the only thing uh, as that I could say would maybe be a, a negative, but the match itself was fun. Uh, good moments. I mean, got blood in the first match, which made me think, oh, fucking, that's going to be one of those shows. 18 minutes this match, Ted. Oh, 18, 18 minutes, minutes, 40 seconds. So quite okay. a while, actually. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. This, this for me, was Jungle Boy being today's Shawn Michaels. Remember okay. when you get Shawn Michaels going against, like, Vader? Like, the 90s Shawn Michaels going against Vader, yeah. going against, like, a Sid Just, Sid, Sid, a Psycho Sid, or whatever he was called. Those big guys, the Undertaker, the Mankind. And he'd get the shit beaten out of him and then start doing, like, just, just coming back. And you never could beat him. And I, th I felt that was the story they were trying to tell. And I don't know if it was, like, a little in thing with Jungle Boy, because if you notice, whatever those... Are they, like, apples or bananas on his on his uh, wrestling pants? They've got that. <laughs> they had the, the Shawn Michaels-style tiger stripe zebra stripe oh, things okay. on it, which michael used to have on all his hearts and things i don't know i'm not sure maybe i'm reading too much into that but that's what it reminded me of it was he was like sean michaels in a gro in a good way for me that's what i felt i thought it was great i thought it was a great old school cage match the idea of getting all the weapons in the ring was cool how they got him in with christian steve like pickpocketing the key which is quite good mm -hmm. i like that and uh luchasaurus looked like a badass too he didn't i mean he's there he reminded me of a cane as well. So, so I know, sort of, which is, I guess, the, the sort of role he's playing. I loved it when they both like sat up and looked at each other. It reminded me of like Brock and Brock and the Undertaker from a few years ago at SummerSlam. Yeah. It was cool, and, and Jungle Boy bleeding. Man, that elbow drop from the top of the cage looked like it hurt. This is yeah, one of it my did favorite like matches. A bit. This is one of my favorite matches. Oh really? Yeah, I thought it was really good. This match, I really liked it. It's like an old school. I just really like this match. I really enjoyed the rest of the match. I don't know why. Maybe I wasn't burnt out yet after five hours of, <laughs> of pay-per-view. But I really enjoyed this match. It was good. It was good. Uh, Lucha is growing on me. He's proved a lot. Says, my name is not... Oh, Jack Perry was playing a homage to Shawn Michaels with ring attire. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he was. Like the like zebra sort of stripes. Because Shawn Michaels used to have that sort of detailing on his hearts, on his Heartbreak Kid style trousers. But yeah, I think this was one of my favorite matches on the card, Ted. Okay, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um... But yeah, I mean, I I wasn't super super hyped for the match and uh, going in, and then watching the match, I was like, this is a cool fun match. Um, but no, this this wasn't my this wasn't my uh, my match of the night. Oh, really? Not yet. It's not no. my not my match of the night, but one of my in my top three top three matches. Okay, top I three top top three matches. This was for sure. Uh, the next match we got, Ted. The next match Ooh. we got was Death Triangle. Ooh. versus the elite for the oh AEW World Trios Championship. And man, did you know what the song was from the lyrics posted up on the screen? At the start though, did you know did you know what the lyrics yeah. were? Well, it was awesome. Said, I'd heard something about them talking about in on Twitter or something about Wayward Son and Wayward Son. I was thinking, hmm, is that the uh, the Kansas song? And then when it said we will carry on, carry on, I was like, Oh my god, they're gonna play Carry On My Wayward Son. What and a great did, intro. And it was brilliant. 
AW again having best use of licensed music. Mm. So good. That was wicked. And man, it was what a great intro. That was brilliant. I loved it. I love that. All doing the flex. Yeah, when the music kicked in with the, and the lights went on with the uh, the explosion. Oh, that's brilliant. But it the was Death so Triangle good. intros, in, like ring entrance, is good as well. Like their one aside, mm. is a a mate. I love that. No, Alex, Alex Hunters, Where was he? I mean, I was fine with that. I, to me, he looks like that embarrassing uncle that thinks he's down with the, yeah, with the group, yeah. even though so he's like twenty years older than everyone else. Him, he's like, "Yeah, come on." Yeah, <laughs> Penta says, "Like, yeah, we know what he said." All right. Yeah, I love, I love that with um with the Kansas. That was so good mm. and great, great. The match, the, well, the match was awesome. There's that one bit at the start when it just looked. I mean, it's obviously choreographed, but it looks super choreographed. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man!" And Meryl and me were both saying, it "Just it looks a little bit more like dancing." Do you know what I mean? There was a section yeah. and just looked like they were they were all doing moves on each other, flipping around. And I was like, ah. Oh. But then it went, it went beyond that and was a absolutely brilliant wrestling match. I thought it was fantastic. I, I loved it. I Did loved you? it. I mean, I think this is potentially one of my favorite matches of the night, which surprised me because I... I don't really like the young buck match, the young bucks matches. Like I used to find them interesting because oh, fast and flippy, but it quite it became quite apparent of us uh, Nick doing all his spots and then Matt's hurt his back and you know you, you've seen one young much young bucks match and it kind of feels like you've seen them all. But for yeah. this, I just thought everything was so crisp, and there was a moment about halfway through the match where I was just thinking, like, I'm really enjoying the match, but. It does kind of feel like all of the cool spots are the elite, and we know what you know yeah. the Death Triangle can do. And then to see the Death Triangle getting in their moves as well, and it's like, oh, okay, so it's not just a case of here's the here's the young bucks doing their spots. I, I thought this was great. I mean, Kenny as well looks like he is back to full speed. Oh man, uh, I mean, so good. This is to talk about it. They they have now announced a seven match series for the trio titles with these guys uh going all the way to march Which, man i don't my like first, that it, my it's... first thought was there is so much as too much of a good thing <laughs> yeah yeah i don't like that like a three match series maybe up until january you know something like that but seven mm. match series is this what the trios tournaments get trios um trios uh group's gonna be like the match is just gonna be these guys now so there's not gonna be any any other trios teams going for the belts because i mean it, it it makes it seem it, it automatically makes it seem like oh they're basically saying no one else is on that level so we're gonna keep it, the belts relevant for the next couple of months it literally makes it be like so tony khan watched the match was like, oh my god that was awesome graphics team make a graphic to make this a, a series <laughs> for seven like, for the next god. four months let's do it it just went on i don't i think a seven match series going till march Tying up the Young Bucks and Kenny, and I know they can have other matches, but this is going to be predominantly what they're going to be doing. Uh, seems a bit much for me. Maybe a three-match series up until winter is coming, or maybe like New Year's Bash, whatever it's called. <laughs> not, not a seven-match series till March, ending at Revolution, I think it was. Goodness gracious me. Uh, and actually, it'll be great matches. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll I probably get... Doing other stuff. We'll probably get at some point maybe a ladder. I mean, like... Uh, like, like if there's like a trios tag, Iron Man, that could be cool. Like, I imagine we're going to get variety in terms of the match types, and the matches themselves are probably going to be good. But what? for me, I, I still would love to see Kenny Omega back doing singles things. Like, I would love to see a MJF Kenny Omega feud. And I said that before the you know we got to the main event much later on. But um, yeah, what 
the elite were great in this match. Like they did win me over, but I still I want Kenny Omega Omega as the singles juggernaut. You know, but well, I guess was, we'll get it at some point. We've got it in the news, but it's been announced. We'll get into it a bit more detail. He is going over to Japan in New Year to face. I uh, probably Will won't Osprey. watch that. Well, no, maybe not. But no, I I, I might. Well, I, will, I will probably watch that. I think. But man, yeah, we'll get to that in the news. But no, this this match was fantastic really really good actually great to have him back great to have the guys back mm. but I want to see Kenny by himself doing single stuff yeah, single exactly, yeah. stuff and I, I know he will on January 4th um, as, um, as Barry please mentioned in the chat but I don't watch other things at the moment I, you know give it to me in AEW I don't want to see him too much in the trios but that's just me being selfish mm-hmm. uh, yeah so next match Tez was Bit of a downer. Jade Cargill <laughs> versus Nyla Rose for the TBS Championship. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the, we all got a bit thirsty in the chat um, because of uh, one particular aspect of attire. What was... Uh, yeah, she, she was... Was it Chitara? Yeah. From well, Thundercats? The Thundercats. The the girl from the Thundercats, yeah. I, I, I initially was thinking She-Ra, but that's He-Man. I don't She-Ra. know the... I don't know the one from Thundercats, but uh, Chitara. Chitara? Cheetah, something like that, yeah. I think it was. And uh, yeah, she was, uh, it was a bit of a mess of a match, wasn't it? wasn't very good, was it? I like it how Jay Cargill dresses up like comic comic book characters in in um, pay-per-view matches. That's the best thing to look forward to, really. <laughs> see, see, I'm, I, for, the, for the one time that I've ever found something that I agreed with, with QT Marshall, was he did some interview, I don't know if it was a podcast or something, where he said, why are wrestlers these days all obsessed with cosplaying and dressing up as either people from the past or people from pop culture when they should be having creating great images on themselves for people to dress up like them? And yeah, I agree because as much as I like pop culture and this, that, and the other, I'm just like, oh great, yeah, what's you know, what what's their attire meant to be a version of? Like, just dress as yourself, like yeah. you have a special attire. But yeah, me, and this, especially with this one, like I grew up loving the Thundercats. That's great. She Hulk made sense when she was She Hulk at the last thing. As much as I, you know, I know cosplaying is her thing. That's what she does. Um, but it made sense because She Hulk TV show. I'm not aware of any Thundercats stuff. So it's just a bit like, all right, okay. No, I don't think she, Thundercats, Thundercats going now. out now. No, no, uh, I'm aware of. No. Uh, I did like um, Nyla coming out in the Lowrider with Eddie, like with Vicky to obviously mm. pay tribute to Eddie. Well, someone was mentioned, was Vicky's shirt? Uh, Rhea Ripley shirt because doesn't Rhea Ripley have the I'm your mummy or whatever so. it is yeah, yeah. yeah so she's wearing WWE merch unbelievable I can't A-W. believe it can't believe it one thing we actually missed in the uh, trios match uh, was the hammer with, uh, with Ray Phoenix like so he didn't want to use it and mm. he was going to get put up for the one winged angel and had oh, to use very it good. to survive that's, that's great storytelling Pac being like oh you did it man oh well done man you did it Pac <laughs> look at them look at them over there that was terrible you <laughs> look at them over there what was that accent I just tried <laughs> it's not Jamaican I just <laughs> <laughs> call the runnings oh that was awful <laughs> uh, yeah no um, no yeah so that's good storytelling but back to this mm. match goodness yes. me um, yeah not very good match I think I'm not sure was Jade Cargill's legs painted yellow this, this is what we were talking about in the chat because I was just like Firstly, we then went off on a tangent talking about asses in AEW because her ass was fully out. Um, but yeah, we we were all a bit confused because it was like, is are they painted yellow? Is she wearing leggings? And it's like, no, I think they're leggings because she had like the sort of the cheetah thing on the sides. It looks like they just but ran then out like, of time look- to paint the cheetah things down her legs. I think. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it's painted, painted. And the orange um, thing went up her butt crack, basically. 
<laughs> yeah, the chat the chat got pretty thirsty <laughs> at that point. We were just like, Come we're not really Discord. paying attention to the match. Just talking about, uh, just talking about. Huh, is, is, that that ass now goes into the Jamie Hater Sky Blue area of asses. Um, but apart from that, the match was rubbish. It, it wasn't great coming off the trios match. Yeah, I mean, not, Jade, she does a good pump kick. Yeah. Other than that, I've not really been that impressed in the ring. Nyla's decent, but then this storyline was absolute garbage. Yeah, was the was. whole like TBS champion versus the quotation TBS champion? It's like, oh, oh, it's crap. This crap. It wasn't. It wasn't good, which is unfortunate. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> Orange Cassidy tweeted asking if the pa- pa- uh, tights were painted as well. Uh, the brothers in the audience were going crazy when Cargill was on the top ropes to get Nyla Rose knee drop. She was showing the whole crowd her peaches. As uh, <laughs> King King <Hoekamanda. laughs> Uh but no, it wasn't. It wasn't very good, was it? It's a shame, really. I don't know who's going. The thing is, what what's she who's going to go against then? Who's going to take that belt off of her? There's no one they're building up at all. Well, so because they've kind of played her as a bit of a face in this, that she's chasing her yeah. championship. Like Nyla wasn't the face, and I mean, I guess it's a face turn, although a bit done a bit weird because she's always sort of felt more like the arrogant, yeah. you know, kind of heel or whatever. I mean, her group's called the Baddies. Um, I'm wondering if Athena's going to have another crack because Athena's now gone heel, which was pretty good actually. On I want to say Rampage. Yeah, yeah. They, they blend, they blend into one. But Athena, I think, would be good. I mean, I thought she would have been good to take it off her before, but she's now got this new layer and. Ho- be interesting to see where they go with it but i think I'd, I'd be down for i'd be down for athena finally breaking the streak someone's got to soon though, someone has to later. it's not like it's uh I, I don't know it feels like there's no one naturally there to to take it from her is there really i mean especially someone who's new even to build up a new person or how much of that change will athena yeah she might have turned heel but will that be a big mm. enough change in her character not shit not sure really um I don't know. Bit of a shame this match, really. Again, is this match needed on a pay per view that's four hours? Let's also put that into our yes, it's a it's a title match. Do we need to see this on a on a on a show that's four hours? Does having too many matches take away from the end of the pay per view? Because you know, to me, I think sometimes it's going on so long. You get mm. to the end, it's for me, and I think the crowd in the arena as well. There's a burnout factor. Yeah, especially with something um, like the well, like the acclaim match that suffered massively from burnout. I I think that as much as I didn't enjoy the match really, I think it was good to have it on the pay per view purely for the reasons of one, like you know we had three women's matches, which is good because for ages the AEW's women's division has sort of just been, and yeah it was a title match, but you know it's it's good to not just have your token women's match like you've got to have you've got to be promoting them as yeah. you know your draws as well and also they had a storyline going into this one storyline didn't like but it's storyline that has now seemingly culminated at the pay-per-view so as much as i didn't think this is a great match and the card was kind of again overstacked um and this would be the one that i wouldn't say to recommend to what people to watch other than <laughs> fans of can you hear the cat you know, snoring i did hear that yeah <laughs> you guys can hear, um, that's the cat snoring behind me listen Can you hear that? Vaguely, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, whilst I wasn't a massive fan, I do think it's. Sorry, sorry, 
Sorry, podcast. This is very visual. God, my 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 yeah. going to fall off now. Keep, uh, fuck, take oh, the yeah, show, Tess. I, I do. I do think it was um, a good match to have on there. If not, just to maybe have a break to get a drink, make a coffee. Um, but yeah, that was the Jade Jade v Nyla match, um, and it kind of it was as much as it was. You could say it's a bit of a burnout. We did have just two massive full full speed ahead matches so you do naturally need to bring people down as much as you know you might think it's affecting momentum you can't have a card that is 100 miles an hour for three hours four hours plus uh you need to have those kind of ebb and flows otherwise people will literally be 100 just completely knackered and that is why you don't tip about with your microphone stand when you're talking when you're doing a wrestling show because <laughs> my microphone stand nearly fell off my desk hence why i went a bit quiet but thanks for covering that tez yeah no uh, I, yeah, I, did I did my best i did my but best good work tez good work that was good um there we go next match tez was the roh fatal four-way match for the roh change uh about chris jericho versus claudio castanoli versus brian danielson versus sammy guevara this match was great yeah because it wasn't a silly overbook thing with like oh we're gonna be good guys we're gonna be back you know we're gonna be the blackpool combat club versus the the jericho appreciation site it was kind of like logical where sammy and jericho did go against each other but you can see how they won't be too pissed off with each other on dynamite it was just logically going for the the match going for the belt i guess i know yeah. sammy did do the not go to sleep what's the move called his version of the go to sleep I can't remember what it's called. Mm, he done that. Oh god, yeah, I can't remember. He done that uh, to Jericho and went for the cover. But I think, like when G- uh, Jericho cut his promo a bit, of G- oh GTH, Berkeley says, yeah, when uh, Jericho cut his pro- uh, promo, he's like, yeah, th- he he's, one day he'll be world champion, but not today. I'm still the champion. It wasn't like Barry and Sammy and being pissed off with him. He understood why he went for the title. Went, went to try and pin him. It was logical. It was, it was cool. It wasn't. Could have been a bit of a mess this match in terms of the booking. I liked it. Yeah, as Priceless says, um, you know, when we talk about people having special attire or influenced or cosplaying, like, Sammy's cape, was that based on something? Like, I know his video, his Titan Tron video. I know, it looked like, I don't know, it looked like something out of He-Man. It was weird, it was all sort of like bony warlock sort of cape. I mean, I, I don't know. I know his video is um, Dragon Ball Z inspired. I've never right. watched Dragon Ball Z. No, I've never. Um, but yeah, he came out in this stupid looking cape, and I was just like, okay, well, what's what's that cosplay of? I don't know. And it's half arse <laughs> as well. wasn't very good. I mean, you like you're saying about the whole thing dressing up like cosplay. That's probably quite cool for a little bit. Like Penta did it as well as Joker. Mm. Um, but like you mentioned last week when you watched WrestleMania Eight with Randy Savage. And you were like, oh, why is he wearing gold? What's the deal? Like, and I think that was the first instance of when a wrestler wears different, a different type of attire for an yeah. event. So they got their standard colours they generally wear. But then when it's a special event, they they change, they put a variation on it, but invert the colours. You know, like Randy Orton wears white for WrestleMania or things like that. I feel like that is more special because they do it very rarely than a lot of this cosplay. If they do a cosplay once in a while, it's all right, but not doing it all the time. That's why, for a while, quite a while, Rey Mysterio stood out because at WrestleMania there was a period where, oh, what's he dressing as this year? You know, like the Joker or uh, maybe Captain America. One year, I'm not sure. He did a few sort of like kind of superhero based things, but it was just him. It was at WrestleMania. Whereas when it's everyone doing it, like it just it kind of loses the appeal because you sort of think, all right, okay, cool, right? Who are they dressed up as now? You know, great. I know, especially Sammy didn't know who it was no idea but no this match was cool man I enjoyed it 
Yeah, I thought it was decent. I thought it was decent. Um, I I think it was maybe around this time I was then starting to get a bit tired, so my attention may have been sort of dipping in and out. Um, what snacks uh, did but, you have to try and keep you going? I didn't have any snacks. Oh, really? No, I had um, I had some Pepsi Max. Oh, that was basically it. You know. Speaking of Pepsi, have you seen the new documentary on Netflix about the boy who tried to win a uh, Harrier jump jet from t- Pepsi? I saw the advert for it. It's very good. Thought, Watch it. Is it actually good? Yeah, My, my good. initial thought was, bloody hell, they'll make a documentary about anything. That's really good. It reminds me of that Simpsons episode when it's like, uh, KBBL will well, give me something stupid. And you can get like $10,000 of an elephant and uh, bar, oh, bar yeah, one of an yeah, elephant. Yeah. It's basically that. <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's okay. a, definitely check it out, guys. Uh, it's been a Pepsi. Um, but yeah, it's a good good documentary on the Netflix. But no, this match was cool. I enjoyed it. Not not my favourite match in the night. Just like, it was just a, I felt like it was a different take on a fatal four way where you had two guys like essentially two teams mm. or, or or factions members of the fact in this match and they are both logically like they're not it's not overbooked it just felt like it was logic why they would attack each other yeah. and they could, going out of this they wouldn't be pissed off they kind of look like logically they maybe spoke before the match like look look if you go for it go for it but afterwards. We're not going to be pissed off for you. It wasn't like... Well, this is it. You had the honourable side with Blackpool Combat Club yeah. where they kind of had the handshake which then led to that like, okay, right, me and you, we're in the ring, we're going to yeah, go yeah, for yeah. it. And then the Sammy and Jericho one where it's like, well, they both, you know, Jericho's very much, well, I'm going to be retaining the belt and you're going to help me and, you know, kind of backstabbing. So, um, yeah, it was a good dynamic, good match. Didn't go, like, too long. No. Um, good moments in it. I mean... I guess Jericho's sort of 21 flying. minutes. Judas effect was all right. Bit messy. Did it again. I did yeah. like the Bisaku knee from uh, Brian to yeah, do you know what? Claudio when, and nearly pinned him. When he did that, I was like, the Bisaku knee is so much better than the Claymore, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Claymore's good, you know, in terms of a running attacking finisher, but it reminded me, because I haven't really noticed it that much recently, uh, how good a finisher that is. Yeah, that doesn't really seem to finish matches much these no, days. Never, but, never yeah. does, no, but no, I like this match. It was good for a fatal four way. Normally a bit messy, but this was a cool one. And they're very much pushing, like Ian Riccoboni on commentary, pushing like he's saying Jericho could be the greatest, or like Excalibur saying that. But saying, oh no, Joe, he's got a six hundred day reign as well. So is that leading to a Joe Jericho uh, battle, which would be interesting? Uh, what happened yeah. later on in the pay per view? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Next match, Tez, was mm-hmm. the um, Soraya versus Britt Baker, DMD. Now, what do you think of this? Um, so, it kind of, my first thought when um, Soraya was coming out was, is she kind of wearing like China inspired attire? Because it very yeah. much like looked like kind of China or WrestleMania or Royal Rumble 2000, 2001 sort of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was intrigued with this match kind of going in because obviously first match in five years for Soraya. I wasn't a massive fan, although I understood it from a storyline perspective because they always do it of persons returning from an injury. Yeah. So the heel is then going to focus on that area. Um, I, in my head, and that's just because I'm being worked as a fan, uh, is that oh, it's just tempting fate, isn't it? But it's I guess it's the whole point. Like, Why wouldn't a heel go yeah. after the injured thing? I thought the match was fine. I, d- I it didn't exceed expectations because my expectations were kind of like middle low. I didn't like it. I didn't. It didn't no. For a comeback wrestling match, 
It wasn't very good, I didn't think. It was messy. Was she had a lot of ring rust around. She looked like she got gassed, using a wrestling term. She looked knackered halfway through the match. Um, it was messy, messy spots. and I don't get... I mean, we talked about it a little while back, like in terms of like the women's revolution, which kind of kicked in more after she'd she'd retired and whatnot. But I, I don't think I ever thought she was like amazing no. in the ring. Like she never... Yeah. From memory, I never... Not like... Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, as much yeah. as she was a bit over the top of the book in Charlotte Flair, where they'd have genuinely exciting moments. Like with with Paige Soraya, I always thought, okay, I like the appearance because it's like the goth girl thing. That's really quite cool. Yeah. But in the ring, I was never blown away by her matches, and so that's why my expectations were like, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna like be a five star. And and Britt Baker, again, fine. You know, Britt Baker's she's not that bad, but she's, but she's, she's above. Great. Yeah, but Britt Baker isn't just about the wrestling. Britt Baker is about the character. She's great with the, the like the visuals where she looks at the camera, plays up to the camera, you know, goes to her, uh, Soraya's brother and like mm. you know, teases him and blows him a kiss to piss him off. You know, like she did that like you know, five times though. But I quite like that. And even when she's going to do the locks, or she finds the camera looks right at it and things like that, I I like that about her. It seems like mm. she's got that sort of air of confidence, which is her character, of course. But I I enjoy that about her, even if maybe her wrestling in comparison to say the Tony Storm Jamie Hayter match isn't as good but her character is, to me in many ways feels like she's kind of like above the belt she's she's above everyone she, she, much, she was always better than Soraya I thought Soraya was not great in this match I know it's her first match back but well, it doesn't make me excited to see her back wrestling again to be honest it, in the AEW women's roster not at all no I mean it's obviously good that she's been able to get back into it after having her career cut like really badly short and you know she's had things kind of going on like the last few years uh so you know redemption story really cool yeah. from that aspect but i mean yeah as mentioned about her brother at ringside like how long do we see zach zodiac is all elite obviously they need to hire oh, everyone God. they can Goodness under me. the sun They'd love that, wouldn't they? Um, yeah. I know Baby I says Fran the Cannon hearing him non-stop was kind of irritating though. And it was her first match, but I understand it's her first match back. Hopefully the ring rust comes off, but and she gets better. But, but you know, think of her in the ring with like, someone like Athena or Tony Storm or Jamie Hayer. She get her ass kicked. Like, I felt like her moves, it sounds weird. I know it's not, not, not real fights, but yeah, her moves didn't look hard hitting. She looked sloppy. I know. Hopefully, there's some improvement. I don't in think they've ever, they have ever. No, I can't ever remember that. You know, you know, compared to a Charlotte Flair or Mickey James I mean, or something mo- like that. You know, the most memorable moment was obviously her debut, really on Raw, because shocking, yeah. she debuted from NXT, wins the title, but she won the title with like one one move because it was like a surprise sort of finisher and roll up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows what we'll we'll see from her? But uh, I know she comes from wrestling family and all that stuff all the stories and everything but i don't know hopefully hopefully she wins me over as a fan but i've never really seen anything to make me think oh yeah she is she is awesome when she hits full gear you know it's yeah, like right. yeah we'll see we'll we see. will see and then yes. tez the next match the next match tez coming in at uh nine minutes 55 seconds was mm. samoa joe defeating wardlow and powerhouse hobbs for a technical submission to become the new TNT champion. What do you think about this? Uh, I mean, I think this may have been for me uh, a victim of 
getting quite tired at this point. Had you, fallen, had you left I, the stream, the live stream? No, I, I, I stuck around for maybe, I think maybe the start of the next match. I think this may have been the last match that I watched live. Obviously, then Barracles joined the Discord, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. Can I see you later? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think maybe if I rewatch this, I might think it was better. But it was, it didn't live up to the kind of expectations of three big meaty boys slapping meat. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought I, I thought it was a bit crap. I, th- I, I don't know. Crap sounds harsh, but forget. I like the Tope Suicida of Joe when he ran through the ropes and smashed mm. into Wardlow and and the Hobbs. Um. I don't know. I guess it's leading to the ROH pay for you. Wardlow's going to be on there against Joe for the... Maybe Wardlow takes the ROH World TV Championship there and then they swap the belts, essentially. Which makes Powerhouse Hobbs look a bit cack because he was the first person they were going to go against, weren't they? Like, Wardlow was going Mm. for Powerhouse Hobbs and then Joe sort of squeezed in there for a triple threat match. Um, I think Hobbs is brilliant. Wardlow's brilliant. Joe would have been the champion. Is okay, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. I yeah, I mean, after the last few years of, well, to a, to a degree, well, both AW and WWE, I'm not that interested in double champions anymore. Like, the aesthetic every so often, once in a blue moon, is cool when someone's got, yeah. like, a tag title and a single belt. But, um, yeah, we've had it a number of times in AW short run, and obviously, you know, WWE undisputed champions and this, that, and the other. Um, Let's talk unless back, they, I think, at the RH pay per view. I mean, I just, I the sooner AEW programming. I've said it multiple times. I'm still going to harp on about it. the sooner AEW programming is AEW and AEW titles, the better for me. And I know it's something I saw in the in the news, which obviously we'll get to after this. Um, a comment about you know Ring of Honor. Um, I just, I just feel it's to the just been to the detriment of the product because it's just it's too many things going on yeah like they could you know. cut they could cut this down why could they not have had this match on could final battle rampage main main event or final battle yeah. of course yeah because again you're getting too many matches in a four four hour pay-per-view i know that people might think why are you complaining it's all really good but sometimes you have too much of a good thing essentially and less when is stuff, more less is more it makes yeah. you not feel like oh man this has still got an hour and a half to go which is Strange vibes to have, I guess. But mm. when I've been watching the old pay-per-views to do reviews, the WCW ones or the WrestleManias or the SummerSlams, you think, wow, that's only two minutes, four, two hours, 40 minutes. And the wrestling yeah. is a lot shitter. But the bites, the two hours, two and a half hours, three hours pay-per-view format from back in the day is so much more digestible because you can have your highlights. This A lot of this becomes a wash of just all great stuff. But for like four hours, four and a half hours of it. And... You think like was it we got to the final hour? There's the like the acclaimed uh, match, and then you still have the paper, the main event. Like, do you feel like it's a bit of burnout? I feel mm. it goes on too long. Like Crown Jewel, for instance, that was a lot less time, but so much yeah. more digestible. And Extreme Rules, WWE are getting the knack now just the three hour pay per views. I'm I'm much more enjoy- which is funny because WWE used to do like five hour pay per views back in the day. Crazy. Yeah. But of course, think, of yeah. course, with WWE pay from our behalf, we watch it in the morning. I do. You can skip through a lot of WWE pay per because a lot of it's adverts and things. These mm. are, there's it's constant, constant stuff for the four hours. It never really stops, does it? No, no. And and the thing that I find as well, like 
it was okay for me watching part of it live um part of it today after doing some some bits and bobs um but where i don't watch wrestling hours and hours every single day of the week um I find that if I do want to watch something and I see the running time, you know, including let's say pre-show is like four hours plus, I'm thinking that's like my evening gone, purely watching wrestling, purely digesting that. Whereas in that time you could do other things, you watch a film, do mm. these other sort of stuff. I'm not going to complain, you know, about watching wrestling because as we'll get to when we kind of discuss at the very end, I really did enjoy the show, but it's, it's a time thing at the end of the day. When you see that something goes on that long, you're thinking, you know <laughs> i agree it says well i think everyone has it with even like youtube videos it sounds weird like if you see a youtube video that is like 30 minutes long or a 10 minute review or something you'll watch the short one won't you yeah and i know it's a bit different but it's the same principle you think four hours this would be like i mean i don't know maybe if we lived in america we could watch it at eight o'clock at night and get involved with the live discussion and be in the vibes and go get your mates around for a load of beers mm. and you know whatever it would be that'd be awesome you'd be getting more into it you know You'd be watching at a, a, a really cool time. It'd be a Saturday night event when at eight o'clock, oh, the AEW pay per view started, and you'd be more into it. For us watching it on a Sunday morning for four hours, or like you did from one o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the morning, it's, it's not conducive to uh, maximum enjoyment. I feel too long. Yeah, I mean, for for me, if I if I powered through and watched the whole thing, I'd then either be like thinking. Well, to get any sort of normality of basis of sleep, that means my entire morning is done. And, you know, on a Sunday, we've only got like two days in the weekend. That's not really great because then that means can't do a whole number of other things. Yeah. Or, you know, watching a bit, getting a bit of sleep, and then kind of squeezing the rest in and later on. It, it, it can work. It's fine. But, yeah, I do. I'd prefer a show that's, you know, six to eight matches, three hours. That's for me feels like quality quality time because it's not overly stuffed king's just put in the chat it depends on the crowds but this crowd still had the same energy from the start to finish much respect to the cameramen but the, but they found but i found out they changed shifts i didn't realize the camera did you see that one cameraman that he was just all cut, like masked up i thought he was going to jump in the ring like he was sometimes they, from wcw i've noticed a couple of times when you see them they're like completely like masked up and yeah. wearing all black and black hats and everything yeah, yeah, i'm thinking yeah. Okay, is that, is that for discretion so don't people know. don't notice people no, are holding cameras? They want to be known. They film wrestling. Like, oh, I'm trying to become a very famous Hollywood cameraman. I don't want to be the show exactly, yeah. doing wrestling filming. Um, no, I just think yeah, sometimes it's less is more. I, uh, King does say the crowd was still hot the whole show. I don't think they were. I think they got no. a bit of burnout. Definitely for the, like someone like the acclaimed who came down. 100 that match. They were compared to that one at All Out. When they were pumped this match, they were much lower down. But anyway, let's go to the next match, Tez, uh, which was Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen and the icon Sting. It's Sting! It's Sting! This is when Shivani came out on commentary and uh, J- uh, JR left. They, they wheeled JR out. Yeah, they wheeled JR out. He went. He left. Um, now, what do you think? What do you think? as expected uh, let's just say i never thought in AEW you'd have a fuck cm punk chant yeah and a tna chant on the same show oh god when they were chanting tna i was just like oh that's got to be ironic hasn't it because it's not it can't be a good thing like no disrespect to tna impact things that they've done but i mean if 
if you're having a TNA chant in 2022 at an AEW show, that's not great, is it? Not, not particularly. No, I mean it was that Sting and Dart, Sting and Jeff Jarrett in the ring, wasn't it? Like TNA, and then Sting done the beat in the chest. I don't know. And they were saying, I look 23. It was weird how they said 23 years ago when they had their first match. And some of our younger fans won't even know about that. And it no. was like, that's a bit weird, really. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing to bring up. That that's from 23 years ago when they had their first match. I don't know. Because, you know, you can, Sting can get away in a way because of his makeup. Being kind of... An, a bit like, you know, like Kiss, the rock band. If they wear the makeup mm. and they're all dressed up. They don't look like they're 67 years old. Same as Sting. Yeah, he's, you know, right, to be fair, he's 63 years old flying off of balconies and things with a makeup on. He doesn't look like he's 63 years old either. Jeff Jarrett, aesthetically, didn't look like he's uh, 50 something, 55 years old. Looked in great shape, aesthetically. I don't think they should be pointing out the fact that they had a match 23 years ago. Maybe they could say that by saying some of our younger fans don't know that they had a match 23 years ago, which is really. I didn't like that. It makes everyone feel a bit old. <laughs> I mean, com- commentary, <laughs> commentary don't always do a great job at hiding the bad things and not drawing attention to them. Because I mean, more often than not, if someone doesn't fully hit a move, they're like, "Oh, they didn't get all of that," and it's like, "Well, they clearly botched it." But now you've made it quite clear that they botched it by drawing attention to it, looking a bit shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, when they have things like that, like I mean, there's a rampage a while ago where Jay, I was saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're putting a lot of effort in. They're very green. They've only been doing this for about five years, which isn't really long enough. But it's like, why are you saying that? Yeah. Like Surely you Jade don't match. want to draw attention to those things. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Bolin Shoe Ugly. He shouldn't say yeah, that. You know when like, JR's saying that, that he means it looks shit. He shouldn't say yeah. that. Yeah. You shouldn't be drawing attention to these things where a fan might be thinking, oh, that didn't look like it was planned. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, match had some good spots in it. When um jeff jarrett came out with all the guys in sting masks i thought oh fuck off i hate the oh someone's in the sting mask and one of the guys when he was walking down i thought are you thinking you're in a horror film or something mate because the rest of them were just walking like I'm yeah, wearing yeah. A sting mask. and he was like doing all these head twitches and stuff and i was like what are you, what are you doing what did you get a memo saying act like a dumbass like <laughs> sting don't do that no He's exactly stuck. Um, but the, I mean, the introduction for Darby when he comes running in through the, the, the smoke with a skateboard, I just want, you know, if this is the end of the Darby sting team, and I hope that's the end of this feud, cause there's no need for it to go further. Yeah. yeah. I just want to see Darby get some elevation because otherwise they don't really talk about this four pillars of AW for a while, but surely you can't say he's a pillar anymore. If he's only in a position of standing now, if he's with sting. Yeah, kind of I agree. Maybe Darby versus while. Jeff Jarrett. That'd be cool. Darby just wins. Done. And then Jeff Jarrett's. That'd be quite cool for Jeff Jarrett mm. on screen now. Have Darby just beat Jeff Jarrett. Done. Have another match. Win it risk coming. Something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. You don't need Sting. I challenge you, Darby. And then Darby says, Sting, don't come to the ring. Jay Lethal's not there. No, there's Satnam Satnam Sting, though. Massive guy catching Darby. That was quite cool. Chucking him. Yeah, that just was down cool. the ramp. And then Sting jumping off the uh, balcony onto Satnam Sting. Thought he overshot it a bit. I was troubled with Sting when he's wrestling. I'm like, oh my God, don't, don't hurt yourself. And then when he took the super, super choke slam as well. Flip it, heck. It's, uh, you know, he's got his bad neck. But man, mm. it was cool. I think, what did you think of the end when, uh, what's it, Jay Lethal went for his lethal injection? And Sting, because it was quite fast. I didn't think it was too much of a botch on Sting's behalf when he sort of got him and fell down into a scorpion death drop. It's a bit messy. It's it's become a bit of a, a current thing where I don't know 
how he gets his adrenaline before the matches. Obviously, it's adrenaline in his soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Um, but he goes into these matches full of beans. He does these huge spots, which are just impossible, you'd think, for someone of his age to do. But then it gets to the final moments, and it reminded me straight away of when he had this match against, I'm certain it was FTR. Yeah. And he was really struggling to get Dax up, I think, for the Scorpion Death Drop. He just has this moment where it gets near the end, and it just looks like, oh, man, he's his energy's gone and he's really struggling. It's always a bit, get a bit nervous because it just, I can't help but be reminded of, because I remember watching it live, the match with Seth Rollins yeah, when he yeah. collapsed. Um, it's always just a little bit awkward. I mean, I know that, you know, uh, Darby then comes in, he gets the coffin drop, but... They should uh, they, they should protect him. They shouldn't put him in that situation. The trying to no. stop the lethal injection with Jay Lethal doing a super fast flip in, comes back and then tries to catch him and then he sort of stumbles. He did drop him down. It wasn't, that bad did get his neck in his in his mm. underneath his arms but yeah it puts him in an awkward situation didn't necessarily need to do that situation for put sting in that i know maybe no. they're let's go for it and it's supposed to be fast and you know yeah don't put him in that situation um uh, my name is not Earl. said the last time it's showtime they made it perfectly clear before the match did they there was the video package on dynamite with the car where, yeah and i think he said something there um, but if that was the case of this is the last time at Showtime, you'd kind of expect maybe like a standing in the ring and looking at the crowd like, you know, you know, sometimes you get that feeling of, oh, wow, this feels like it's a, a final moment. So it's I, I imagine I, my name is no, my name's not. Oh, do you mean the last time at Showtime for Darby and Sting together as a team? Mm. Or Sting? I don't. I, I think hope they, so. I think they make more of a thing of Sting having his final. Yeah. Final match. I still think you're going to see Sting doing something with Jericho. Before Sting's done. So they keep teasing it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I don't agree. Um, sorry, Barrett. I don't agree with your, your comment about it. If the commentary doesn't point that stuff out, it destroys their credibility for when they tell you that stuff is good. I mean, all I can say is from my viewer perspective, it just makes me highlight. It just feels like, well, why are they highlighting the bad stuff? Because I don't listen to the commentary when something good's happened to go, well, yeah, it feels like it's something good because they've, they're, they're, busting their beans over it yeah um i find it more distracting i mean one of the things that was a little bit of a concern with commentary because i guess we got shivani from this match onwards yeah it was a bit of a complaint of mine for dynamite where there's this um bickering between taz and shivani it it did level out a bit near the end but there just seemed to be a thing where it's like unless there's a story behind this it seems like taz is pissed off about something and would nitpick and then Shivani would then start biting back and Excalibur's just like okay so back to the action in the ring like yeah it wasn't so much here because they would definitely do it a lot during the breaks wouldn't it mm, yeah, on Dynamite yeah. Yeah, di- yeah Dynamite was just like oh man this is actually getting quite distracting but um, it, it it calmed down here but when like the first 10 minutes or so Shivani out there it was like oh man why are they unless there's a story behind this which it doesn't feel like there it is what is going on because it's just it's just distracting. Uh, my name's Noel Jarrett. Went over to the announce table and said, it, "The last time it's showtime." No. Oh. Hmm. I feel oh, like Jarrett that... said that. Oh, that's probably just him being a heel, then, isn't it? Yeah. If Jarrett's saying that, yeah, because I think they'd make a thing of it, and, and it's not the last time it's showtime, is it? Because Sting's going over to wrestle with Muta. Oh yes, of course. In January. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, Fran Cam Botchman's been picking out. Botchman is great. <laughs> 
some of the things they pick out with uh with uh i mean i like taz i think he's he's, he's great but when it becomes little you know spats it's like yeah i know it's not it's, good don't need that really it's annoying like when michael cole used to do it years ago um yeah right next match test which was my match of the night Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter wins the AW Women's Interim title. What do you think about this? I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, this was great. This really was great. good. One yeah. of the best matches I've seen in AW for ages. It was excellent. It was excellent. Um, they beat the shit out of each other. And Tony Storm <laughs> broke her nose. Yeah. <laughs> breathing through her mouth, wasn't she? Oh, God, it must have been horrible for her for about another 10 minutes. No, this is a great match. I mean, I think we kind of expected that because tony storm is great it's it it's felt a bit odd um for a little while like since she came up to the wwe main roster and then initially kind of coming into AEW, just because mm. like mike the mic time the time yeah. she got on the mic wasn't great and then the little mini feud of thunder rosa but then they're a tag team like the whole booking for the first while was just a bit odd but now in the last few weeks it's like oh yeah tony storm is actually really really good like when She's not been putting crap matches or whatever. Yeah. And Jamie Hayter's just been bossing it, hasn't she? But she was really allowed to boss it in this match. Yeah. I felt it wasn't, they had the time. Well, they only went 15 minutes to match, but they had the time. They they, they were just allowed to beat the shit out of each other. Mm. And it just made the other two women's matches not look great at all. Uh, made a lot of the other matches, you know, this this was my favorite match of the, of the whole uh, show. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was great. Um, you know, and, yeah, you could look at the inter- um, the interference with Rebel and 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 Brit, but you know Jamie's a heel. They're a group. This is them kind of showing their their support for her, and it doesn't necessarily mean there won't be dissension somewhere further down the line. But for yeah. the moment, I thought it was great. I mean, you know, why, why wouldn't she take advantage of the buckle being exposed? You yeah, know? well, I I think I the commentary didn't pick it up, pick up on it actually because Tony Storm threw Jamie Hater into the buckle. And she squashed Brit, didn't she? Brit was, Brit was up yeah. on the apron trying to take the, the take the turnbuckle pad off. Of course, in traditional wrestling, when that turnbuckle pad is off, it's the most deadly weapon in all of wrestling. So yeah. more deadly Storm, than the stomp on the on the belt. Unbelievable! Terrible! Terrible! This is a terrible, deadly weapon. So uh, Tony Storm whipped Jamie Hayter into the turnbuckle, and the commentary didn't pick up on it. I think Brit was protecting the Jamie from hitting the turnbuckle pad. Mm, oh yeah. But the commentary didn't pick up on it. Took the bullet. Took the bullet. She got. She covered it up and then fell down. Because why would she normally hit there? Would that be dissension between? There's always a reason for things in wrestling matches. You feel like so. Oh, Jamie Hayter ran into Brit. Would that be dissension essentially for like? Oh, you hit me and maybe slightly pissed off with her. But I think she let. She took the hit with Jamie hitting the turnbuckle because that was led to the ending, didn't it? Because then it got reversed and Tony Storm went into the turnbuckle pad. Yeah. And then Jamie won the match. So I think that's what it was. But the commentary didn't pick up on it. They missed it. No, yeah, I mean, I it makes sense now you said it, but I didn't really, I, I didn't really sort of pick up on uh, on that too much. I just thought she was kind of just still up there, but uh, no, it does make sense. Yeah, she took. Yeah, I think she covered up the turnbuckle pad. She had it off already to have covered it up because when she fell down, she ripped it off. She took took the pad off, and then Jamie hit her through Tony Storm in. So, but yeah, uh, poor commentary guys should have picked picked up on that one. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that was a key moment of the story. Uh, but no, it's a great match, favorite match of the night for me. Brilliant. Uh, local set Jamie Hayer is now the AEW Women's Interim Champion. Do you think she'll uh, they'll just get a shot at that interim? I think something gets talked about that. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll look at it in the news. I'm sure there's something where it gets mentioned about that. But um, yeah, 
Because I, I think it's one of those things where Tony Storm, I think, recently said, like, we need to cut this interim BS if um, Thunder Rosa isn't coming back soon. Yeah. I'm sure that was something in the week. Uh, yeah. As, as we discussed a little while back, it feels like they did the interim for this purely because of the CM Punk situation. You can't have, yeah. well, we're going to have an interim champion for the males thing, and then a similar thing happens to the women's. They go, yeah, we're going to yeah. strip her, because one rule for one, one, yeah. one rule for yeah. the other, close proximity. But it is crap, the whole interim thing. I, I much prefer that if you can't defend it within 30 yeah. days... You lose it, and you know when you come back, you can have the whole "I never yeah. lost the belt" storyline. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, too. Uh, yeah, too. It's too long. Interim, silly, just because mm. slightly takes away from it. I guess Jamie Hayter has to beat Thunder Rosa now to be the full-on women's champion. It's just, I think, I feel like a bit silly, mate. Don't, don't, I don't like that. The interim, yeah. get rid of it. Get rid of it. AW, get rid of it. Get rid of the whole interim thing. Uh, so yeah, match of the night for me. Well, uh, and then then we went into the final match, dude. Mm. AEW World Championship match. No, we didn't. It's not the final match. It's actually the AEW no. World Tag Team <laughs> Champion match. The Acclaim versus Swerve in our glory. This match, I felt like, was, for me, the worst one out of the three. Um, I felt the crowd yeah. would burn out on this. They knew the paper, the main event was still coming. I mean, worst of the three, yes, but still a great match. I think it's just because their first match exceeded all expectations. Because... The acclaimed were really becoming quite hot, and the match, the the first match they had was it was just incredible. And when they won it, it was great having them win the belts. It just wasn't as good as the the first match. And then with this one, I mean, the I guess the most notable thing is we've had the the split up. What appears yeah. to be the official split up now, Swerve and Our Glory. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I, I'm hoping that this means we're then going to get those two guys. Either feud in or go in their separate ways. I just don't want to see either of them disappear to dark and dark elevation for months, which can be what happens when a prominent storyline finishes that we just don't... You know, it, it happens I, too much in AEW because of the I roster. Think people just disappear. too much to do that. I don't know. I mean, Malachi Black, I mean, I know they're building up for the, the return now, but he was built super, super hot and then... Just you know, and obviously Miro. Miro is the big case. I know that they're working on things outside, but they haven't always been working on things outside. There's long periods where they just don't use people because they've got so many people. I mean, from the the pre-show, I think it was in the pre-show, or maybe just before they announced that um, Takeshita, yeah, I can't pronounce his name, is now all elite. On yes, one hand, which great, is brilliant. No, that that's cool. Yeah, I know. Great, I know. great addition to the roster, but very possible that we'll see him a couple of times on Rampage Dynamite and then oh yeah they are still around they're just no, on Dark Elevation no he did know? have a banger with John Moxley didn't he in the summer and John Moxley yeah. was the interim champion champion, and they didn't interview him yeah I, I like but it. I mean I, I still think it's a very real possibility due to their roster size and yes. the history that you know I, I want to be proven wrong but the roster size gets bigger and bigger every day, not smaller and smaller. I know, and yeah. Less and less minutes, especially with Ring of Honor titles every uh, every other match. But um, yeah, change the match picture. Tag match was it was it was good. It was good. It just it wasn't as good as the the first two, was it? No, it wasn't. And I felt the crowd was burnt out. I think it, uh, the they fact, were a lot quieter like, by this point. Oh, yeah. And also, it's the, are those wrestling commentators stupid? They're not snippers. They're pliers. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Steve's got the snippers. Pliers. Pliers. Snippers would not cut, cut through bone. He's got the bolt cutters. No. Yeah. No, they're pliers. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, 
man, like, he was going to basically chop his fingers off. Why is that guy still allowed to wrestle, logically? He chopped a man's fingers off. Unbelievable. I still can't yeah, get he's going to chop someone's fingers off, and then super um, Aub- Aubrey uh, referees coming out to stop Billy Gunn go, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 don't get involved. Yeah. He's got fucking pliers. He's chop, he chop means chop to maim fingers off. Unbelievable. But no, it was it was a it was a cool match. I just I, I myself was a bit burnt out by this point, knowing I still had the main event to to to, to come. Um, mm. This this earlier on in the card would have been great. Scrap the Wardlow match, put that on. Uh, yeah, when yeah. It was I was literally just thinking Scrap the, the same Jade thing. match, put that put this back there. It would have been so much much more digestible. Been like, oh man, this could have really shone. Putting too much stuff on there, man. But get rid of the Jade match. Even you know, Sting and Sting and Jeff Jarrett, you know. Could have put that on another, on not even on the paper. You couldn't. You put that somewhere. Yeah. Too much stuff. All the ROH match. Save it. Put it on. Is that ROH match bringing so much more to this paper? Are people buying it because of that? They could have had that that match on. I know it's getting four talents on the ROH paper. Cost more money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I was um, burnt out from this, considering how big the acclaimed are. Made me realize as well. The claim necessarily don't have to be the champions. They're just good anyway people just enjoy them they could lose the belts but they won't oh yeah they can they they don't need the belts to uh to be popular um and i I would also say like i mean we we got another bar an extra bar in the rap wasn't one of uh, his better raps no um you know it was a bit like "Eh, okay you know all right fat fat joke on lee but you know you've done better ones max yeah it wasn't the best rap no my name um, is Max, and I'm here to say I like to I like wrestle in my own kind of way. in my own kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it, was, uh, it was it was it was a fun match. I'm just interested to see who they feud. Well, I guess as everyone bangs on about, it does make sense that it should be FTR next. Yes, and I was a bit sick on Twitter. I know Twitter's basically a dying app these days. Everyone banging on about oh FTR should be on this card as well. Yeah, they're a great tag team. They've already got three belts, and we've already got too many matches. Like, yeah, please let no. this storyline finish. Yeah, and like last time they were with Wardlow, weren't they? It's good just having like Wardlow doing his own match, even though it's a triple mm. threat match. At least it was for the TNT Championship. The chance yeah. that they were a team with Wardlow, Pinnacle back together. Everyone loves the that should happen Tez just because the Pinnacle, the Pinnacle has great music. Yeah, Everyone loves the acclaim to accept Tez and Lawrence. When did we say we don't like the acclaim? We love the acclaim, <laughs> just don't yeah. like too many matches, which makes us not like the acclaimed as much <laughs> for a pay per view. <laughs> I guess. But there we go, Tess. Then we go into the next match. I mean, even us talking about this match has been an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> Flip it oh my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so next, next, Tess, we have the main event. It mm-hmm. is MJF versus John Moxley. It went 23 minutes and 15 seconds. And MJF comes out as the new AEW world champion due to shenanigans and tomfoolery by William Regal with the brass knuckles. Now, why did William Regal say, don't hit him with the diamond ring? Yeah. <laughs> if he was going to let him hit him with the, with the bloody brass knuckles. Yeah, look, as much as it's cool moments, because, I mean, William Regal coming out with that scowl, like his, his facials are excellent in wrestling. The, the scowl, and then at the end, when he's given that wry little smile to MJF, like... Great visual moments. Yeah. In terms of logic, though, don't don't you dare do it, Max. And don't, then, yeah, so angry. Wait. Don't do it. Yeah. I'm sure he had the knucks in his pants as well. It's like you're wearing a full suit, mate. You don't need to hide them down your pants. I know. It's really weird. Like why 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 uh why do that logically? Because he could have hit him with a diamond ring. Yeah. Because the referee was out. The same result. Got yeah. the same result. But he was like, 
So who's he swerve? Is it Swerve Bro? Who's a Swerve Bro? Is it Swerve Bro? Unneeded Swerve Bro. Doesn't logically make sense. It was one of those things where it's it felt very obvious, like the whole I'm a face now, Uber super face did always to me it to me it always felt like, okay, they could be going with this, but Sam JF isn't the first time he's done it. So and yeah. the whole thing with Regal, again, swerving, you know, the one person you're aligned with to go with the other. But it's a typical wrestle wrestling thing, and sometimes the most obvious routes are that way because they make sense. So I don't have any complaints with other than the logic of why stopping him using the diamond ring just to give him nucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't surprised by the end. I thought it was cool to have MJF as, as champion. Um, but I still, I, you know, still enjoyed it. Still went along for the ride. I liked it. But should I tell my problem with MJF? Mm. Sometimes I feel like his, when you have so much exciting wrestling on a exciting or brutal wrestling on an AEW card I'm not a wrestler so I'm not, but I'm just giving my opinion uh, you're retired I'm reti- you're retired I've reti- officially retired from being a wrestler uh, MJF's wrestling sometimes is a little bit it's great very smooth and all that good stuff but it feels to be very hmm like not a lot happens MJF and you know don't don't everyone go go crazy in the chat, but MJF kind of reminds me of The Rock in terms of incredible on the microphone, but you you know what you're getting in a match. You know, it's not the matches are never gonna blow me away from an in ring aspect. Yeah. I'm not saying he's bad in the ring; he's good, but I've never seen an MJF match because he only does like two or three a year. Yeah, where I've been like, holy shit, that in-ring wrestling moment outside of storyline moments or promos was incredible it was fine and i guess you could say the same with with mox although i did think the top rope um death driver was pretty good it obviously didn't it's, it's a dangerous looking move but um yeah you, you know what you're getting with a with a mox match and i like that i know it's not for everyone um but yeah it, maybe it was this fine. showed that mjf he was wrestling as a pseudo but pseudo babyface, wasn't he? Maybe his babyface wrestling wouldn't necessarily be that exciting. No, because I he, think he's he about was... a cowardly heel, isn't he? Yeah, but it was one of those things where he was deliberately overly doing the babyface things. He came out, got a cheer, then he went back off and then ran back out to get the cheer again. He kept going up to the ropes, yeah. like, going, yeah, come on. Running the ropes and stopping and doing the posing. Like that was very much him going hey guys look i'm a face now but i'm clearly not you know like at least the firm didn't help no no i mean i was half expecting i was half expecting them because i did feel like you know yeah it'd be cool if he goes face but this is mjf he's pretended to be a face before he's just done it a bit longer this time um yeah there's quite a few ref bumps um, that was a bit messy i didn't like that that was a bit of an overbooked ending i felt for that ending with the two ref bumps two two and, ref and bumps the, 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 like we said the silliness of the don't you hit him with the ring situation yeah i mean i guess if you wanted to look at this a bit too much like a, an uber wrestling mark let's say uh you could say that maybe he wanted to make sure that mox was definitely in a position where he's gonna get knocked out and maybe at that point 
he didn't want to be like, yeah, yeah, use the ring. And then if Mox gets away with it, then yeah, yeah. Uh, Regal's in a position where he's like, oh, oh no, sorry, Mox. But I, I mean, if you wanted to make the excuses, it logically didn't make a lot of sense, though. But it was no. still, it was still fun. Like the whole smiling at MJF doing his evil, dastardly looking face. I thought was yeah, that's just that was great. That yeah, was cool. And MJF's the new champion. What do you think? I think Mox will disappear for a little bit. He'll yeah, go and, he'll go and have his vacation. Yeah, he was meant to have a vacation a while ago. And yeah. I think it's been well earned. You know, he's had great matches. I mean, he's had Moxley matches, but he's had great matches. Uh, a lot of defences. I mean, every I would argue. Every week in wrestling. I, I, would, I would argue that it kind of devalues the title if you're defending it every week unless yeah. it's a TV title. But, um, yeah, I think he'll go off for a little while. I just, I'm, I'm intrigued. As as he says on this on this post thing, uh, MJF says that um, uh, Wednesday nights has become destination TV because I want to see what he says first, and I want to see who he feuds with first. Well, he's going to the winner not... of the Eliminator first. Yeah, but I don't see that being a feud. I see that no. being a one match and done. But um, I hope Starks wins, so we get to it'll see make Starks sense because... and MJF on the microphone together. It makes sense. Starks is kind of you know his face, his pseudo face. Ethan yeah. Page is very much heel and the whole firm thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I hope that uh, I hope that his first proper feud outside of this eliminator tournament thing isn't Adam Page, and I know we're not seeing Page for a little while, but it does feel mm, like he's kind of no. been hanging around. That I want to see someone new to the title picture, even if they only have a little program, like a short program. Do you know what? And I know you're not massively a, a fan of theirs. I'd like to see uh, Eddie Kingston VMJF, even if it's only oh, like no. a couple of couple of week build and a match. No, I'd, I think that'd be great. I'm not. I, I, well, I think it'd be no. That would be great for a couple week build and a match. Yes, no, that'd be cool. I think going forward, seeing MJF squirming out of all the baby faces going for him to build up to next year's full gear when potentially he's got that you know bidding war of 2024 holds mm-hmm. it for a year now. MJF will, I think. All being well, he doesn't wrestle all the time. I don't want to see him wrestling all the time either, like Moxley did. Oh, he'll he'll only defend it. Yeah, yeah. Pay per views or big like Winter is Cummings and Beach Break and all those other weird ones they have. Uh, but I feel like him going through all the. I want it to build up to a Jungle Boy, a Darby Allen, a one of the other pillars, and next year that's that's who the main event is. I don't want to see one of these other guys. I think it'd be brilliant. Build up to one of those guys to take the, to go against him for the belt. One of the homegrown yeah. guys, as they say. Yeah, I mean, if he went through the pillars, I mean, I know we've seen Derby before, but I've said that I like I like Derby. I want to see him being yeah. kind of because he's so different. I'd like to see him being showcased. You know, if I know they're probably going to be in the trios thing, but if uh, Malachi Black returned, as much as they're quite healy, I would just like to see the barbs between those guys. Um, and also, I'd quite like to see him on the mic tearing down Sammy. As much yeah. as I don't want to see Sammy in a title match, I don't really like Sammy, so I'd love to see MJF just ripping into him and uh, and his missus because, you know, MJF's like the best on the mic, you know, as far as I'm concerned in AEW. Oh, MJF is the best on the mic in AEW, 100%, mate. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. And that, I think he's going to be Ric Flair in tourney years period of time. Just never... Everyone nearly beats him. He just gets away with it. With a the regal there as well. Brilliant. It's, yeah. it's going to make good wrestling TV, good traditional wrestling TV, I feel, and good re- traditional wrestling matches, which will be good entertainment because you'll eventually want to see someone beat him. 
come on like build I mean, up someone like it was with a sting who beat uh you know rick flair all those years ago maybe, i mean maybe sting the day, again the mark of a, a good pay-per-view or a good wrestling event in general is there being multiple uh match outcomes or individuals that I'm looking forward to seeing what the follow-up's going to be on TV. And obviously, you know, there's there's a few different matches and, you know, who are we going to see facing up next? But in terms of, obviously, MGF as champion, I'm really hyped to see what he says on the mic uh, on the show and who, who comes out to, you know, kind of challenge him. And we've not had of... a heel champion since last year. No, and Kenny, we know... For our year. And we know that part of a great build for a feud is a babyface chasing. Yeah, and we've now got a heel champion, so it's prime time. I want him to have the belt for a long time, um, but then that's the prime opportunity to give someone that big push, uh, you know, to, to to go after it. I don't know who. I just hope it's someone new. I don't don't hang man again. Well, if it's the um, bidding war of twenty twenty four, and he essentially in storyline doesn't say where he's going, doesn't sign any contracts, and then potentially is signing for WWE as the champion, AEW champion. That's the story. We got to get the belt back for AEW. Can't let our champion mm. go there. Which, yes, has been done a lot of times, but sometimes yeah, those mean, sort of stories guess, are quite good. I guess the most famous version of that would be CM Punk. I don't know how... As much as it, the story writes itself, I don't know how much they'd want to maybe potentially draw comparisons to uh, Charles Montgomery Punk with with the current relationship. But that's a long way away, isn't it? That's, you know... Do you reckon this was the original story with Punk being champion? This would have been the same story with MJF beating Punk at this pay-per-view? It's difficult to say because... It's still very grey as to how much was true and how much of this has been planned with when MJF went off. Yeah. And, you know, because it does, like, you got to feel that part of it must have been agreed upon to, to an extent. Maybe it did go south, but you wouldn't put the title on someone who's, you know, just walked out, taken his ball and ran home. So I have to feel that maybe this is TK showing, hey, I, I do still have some... Long booking chops. I'm not just snorting things and putting every. Let's put a seven match on. series on. That match was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christ, a, we week, a week ago we were like, this card looks great, and then we were like, oh, crap, we've got dynamite and a rampage still to come. They're going to add more matches, and they did. <laughs> Too many, man. I just wish they'd bring them down to three hours. Get rid of the jades. Put just let her wrestle on TBS. Jade, Jade, just don't put her on there. Yeah, it's great. Put her on the winter is coming or the beach breaks or the grand slams. You know, the, the Wardlow match, maybe that's not needed either. Just three hours. We don't need four hours. Three hours would be great because then it would make the matches you are looking forward to like not have the burnout factor. Yeah. It's a long time. Four hours. I mean, but then again, we live here in England. We're at the disadvantage. If you are watching it on a Saturday night, eight o'clock till midnight, get some beers, get some food, get some sweets. And for you guys in America and North America and all that Canada and wherever you are, that must be so cool for you guys, I feel. That you can get hyped tonight, Saturday. I imagine that tends to be great. You could be yeah. like, I'm not at the Shaftesbury Boys Club watching wrestling. I'm here tonight <laughs> in my house watching AEW at eight o'clock in the evening. Would be brilliant. I think that that'd would be, be cool. Pretty cool. And I don't think maybe the burnout factor would be that much of an issue. But maybe the day after watching it on a Sunday from when breakfast for me or watching it through the night is not conducive to maximum enjoyment. I feel no, no, I. I did feel that watching it live was great until I get to the point where I was like, I'm kind of struggling to keep my eyes open. My concentration is then, you know, lapsing. Um, 
yeah, it does affect it a bit. But then uh, I guess the good thing was then jumping back in this morning, I only had still another hour and a half left to yeah, watch. Yeah. But in terms of from a single viewing, hour and a half's really not not bad. Uh, left it to go. Um, King says, agreed. But Lawrence agreed. American people are party animals. It all depends on the crowds. It varies. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 13 match cards. Too many cooks. Too many matches, Mr. Priceless. Hmm. Well... Uh, and just crazy stuff that has happened seems something Punk would do 100%. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Punk would have been in this Moxley situation. would have been Moxley in this match. I am very excited to see MGF as a champion. He yeah. doesn't need a Don Callis talking for him or uh, we had with Kenny. It's just MGF being a badass Ric Flair style a heel champion. Always weaseling out of winning. It'd be great. It'd be really, really yeah. good. Because before he's been losing all the time, now he'll win all the time, squeaking wins with Regal there as well. Get another cup. Wheeler, you took, didn't they shake hands at Grand Slam? They I did. think so. Yeah, they shook hands. Wheeler, you was will still be with MJF. Yeah, I don't want Wheeler. But that'd be cool. MJF. Build a few people around him, like a mini. No, because then we'll get another when he feuds with someone. Goes, you want to get to me? You got to first beat Wheeler, you. I don't think it'd be like. And that. then you got to beat what's his name, Morrissey. I just uh, we've done that a couple of times I now. Suppose, maybe, maybe. I don't as much as as much as it makes sense. Surround yourself with people to protect you. I if he's gonna have Regal with him for me, just have him enough. Regal. I don't need another faction. We've got too many factions that don't do enough or don't do anything anyway. I think I think we'll Cole see. Cole Carter would go into his faction. Oh, Cole <laughs> Carter, greatest greatest debut ever. I feel like you two will, will be there. We did we you was you there, and then you'll come out and help. MJF would be in the ring and something because they shook hands at Grand Slam. Long term story building. And then we'd get them versus the Blackpool Combat Club and something like that. Be right. Uh, I don't want another faction feud. I like factions, but it's again too much of a good thing and they're not that good, really, more often than <laughs> not at the moment. Uh, well, I don't want to give this pay per view tears out of 10. Uh, eight. Solid eight. eight. I, re- I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Could have shaved off a couple of matches, but. You know, there wasn't any moments. I didn't find myself like I do on Rampage or Dynamite most yeah. times going, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Oh, oh, we got, oh okay, it's a, a roll-up finish because someone's walked out and, you know, whatever bollocks. No, I generally thought it was really good. Um, you know, a couple of moments, one or two too many matches, a couple of moments where it was a little bit like maybe overcooking it, but there wasn't mm. any moments where I was just like, taken out of my enjoyment where i was like oh wait what why do they do that you know agreed yeah that's good yeah i, I can't i can't really fault it in that it's the best you know but then i was gonna say it's the best pay-per-view in a while but their pay-per-views have generally been pretty good yeah, it was only pay-per-views forbidden- are always kind of fire yeah it was only forbidden door and that was more for me because i didn't really know a lot of the guys so that was just me as a fan that isn't that well versed in you know uh, new japan but generally, yeah, the matches are generally all good and nothing was too overcooked. So, yeah, I'm happy. What, what about you? What about I you? will give it a seven. Went on a bit long for my liking. I wish it was trimmed down. I think that would make my enjoyment be... I feel like it's just too long. I've said it already tonight, but too long. Sometimes the length of the pay-per-view takes away from the enjoyment because you feel like, oh, like the Jamie Hayter... Um, did you go in? Jamie Hayter Tony Storm match it was great, mm. and that was that was fantastic. And then if you went into the Moxley M Jeff match, that would have been perfect. But you said the acclaimed match, 
too it feels like too much you could have just what, put the claim match further back what about if we had the probably two oh, okay what if we had the jade cargill nyla rose or the uh tnt championship uh the men's three-way before the main event because no. you do kind of need a bit of a why not you need a bit of a buffer because you can't you, no, I don't you, like that. You need I to like, bring the crowd down a little uh, bit before you bring them back up. No, I don't. I, I don't like that. That's that's uh, that's not. I don't feel like. I don't feel like you need that sort of bring it down section because you know that's what it is, and then the crowd are definitely not going to be into the Jay Cargo match or the Wardlow match. The crowd would have been into that. I feel like you don't. Do you not feel the acclaim match would have been more hyped if it was earlier in the card though? Yeah, but then I think you could have had Jay Cargo wrestling on Rampage on Friday or or when yeah. It was but coming. if we have if we have the card as it is. Um, and just talking about moving matches around. Um, what what match? Okay, what match would you have put? To, not to the detriment of the acclaimed swerve match. What match would you have had before the Moxley? MJF I would have had match? Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm there because it was banging, and then gone into Moxley and just got rid of like a couple of matches earlier on. Maybe put like you know Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus could have easily headlined a Dynamite. Mm. That's one of my favorite. That's my second favorite match on the card. You know. Yeah. I feel like that. And then get rid of the Jade match, put that on Rampage. Sorry. Uh, and maybe Samoa Joe and Wardlow put that on the, in the on the TNT, on the on the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And then that way you've saved nine minutes. You've saved uh, 18 minutes. At nine, 18. What's that? 20, 26. No, wait. Nine plus 18. 27. And maybe, um, yeah. And then the Wardlow Joe, another. Yeah. You'd save nearly 30, 40 minutes of pay-per-view time there with that. Which that's not counting all the videos before, which I just feel like it would be more digestible for me. Yeah. That's me. You know, if you're in America drinking a load of beers down a bar, you might be loving it. Or with your mates round or sitting, so I don't know. sitting I in your mum's basement. You know. I always feel like you need uh, like a like a palate cleanser before because even if it was a, a three hour show, it's very rare that I'm gonna watch an entire three hours of wrestling and be like up here the entire time. Because you will just, even if it's three hours, three hours of high energy is still three hours of high energy. And I feel like, uh, for me, I just feel like you would need to have those matches that aren't as hype. Because not every match on the card is going to be, oh, I'm into all seven of these feuds. You know, yeah. it's just that's just not that likely. I, I feel. Um, so I do. I, I think if you had the Tony Storm v Jamie Hayter match just before the main event it could be the best match ever but if the crowd are tired the crowd are tired um and then we'd be having the complaint of oh man it kind of sucked that the crowd were a bit dead during the tony storm jamie Hayter match i felt really the good. crowd weren't that hyped for it at the start they got built up a lot more towards mm. the end because the match was so good yeah so you know and people want to see jamie Hayter win so and then they got the mj anyway we're not we're not being in a wrestling company says yet <laughs> We, when we own our own one, we can do it. Or you could start playing TW. Play too many games as, as no, it is now. Okay. <laughs> I'll take okay. another. But you know, I'll give this 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 for me. Okay. 7 out of 10. But there we go, Tez. That was a 1 hour 40 minute uh, segment of Ministry of Slam right now. Looking at a full gear. So we're going to take a little break, guys. Then we will come back with a little bit of news. Uh, this week in wrestling history, a very serious wrestling promo. The 211 quiz. And we'll be taking some calls via Zoom. So we'll be back after uh, uh we'll be back after this after these messages we'll be right back
coming up this week on the MOS Network. First off, if you're watching this live stream, thank you very much for being here. Please do hit the like and subscribe on this video. It very much helps out and help us grow this YouTube channel. Every single like really does help out the MOS Network. Ministry of Slam goes into the MOS Network podcast feed this Monday morning. If you are a podcast listener, go and check out the MOS Network across all podcast feeds around the information super highway. We have got over 265 shows on our podcast feed, so please do go and check it out. It's a great place to get all of your Ministry of Slam, Ministry of Horror, Turning Years, Ministry of Marvel content, the Ministry of Slam podcast feed across Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Spreaker, anywhere you can get podcasts. Tez is back on Tuesday with the Ministry of Horror, talking all the creepy, crawly, spooky things in the world of horror. Go and check out Ministry of Horror on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the MOS Network Live. And you can go and join Tez for Ministry of Horror in the live stream. Go and check it out and get in his chat room. The Ministry of Horror podcast goes into the same podcast feed as the Ministry of Horror slam go and check it out please do give our podcast feed a review a five-star review if you think we're worth it we'd very much appreciate any reviews out there on the information superhighway it's a bit of a call to action to the mos community so please do go and check out all of our podcasts and the youtube channel and give us a review there speaking of podcasts go and check out turning ears paul and dave are back this thursday with i think they're talking about Starcade 1989. So go and check out Turning It. Trying to remember what that was. That'll be out on YouTube and on all the podcast feeds this Thursday. Check out Turning It with Paul and Dave. Lots of other great stuff coming up on the MOS Network. There was a busy week this week, so I didn't get to edit the Wolverine uh, comic book unboxing video. But that will be going out this week. Uh, so go and check it out on the YouTube channel. It's a really cool video me and Wolf Steve did where I unbox all these cool comics that me and Wolf Steve went through uh, from the early 90s. It's a really, really cool video. Thank you very much for checking out the MOS Network. Thank you very much for being here, guys. Please do uh, hit the like and subscribe and tell some of your friends if they like uh, pop culture content, wrestling content, horror content. This is a great place for them to be. And uh, please do join our Discord. All the good stuff in the world. Positive vibes to you all. Much love. Wrestling wins. We are back to We're back, we're back, mate. We're back, we're back. And uh, so we're going to do a little bit of wrestling news. Some notes from the AEW press conference. There wasn't any muffins. There wasn't any fighting. There wasn't any craziness. But we've got some notes in the news from the AEW press conference after all media scrum. Is it a scrum? Yeah, really, scrum. Is it a scrum? Is it really a scrum, though? Yeah, like rugby. Did you ever used to play rugby, Taz? I did, yeah. I, was, I don't know what position I played in. I didn't understand the rules when I played on the school team. Oh, really? I was just big lad pushing forward and uh, Can imagine you getting off sides. Were you in yeah, the front probably. of the scrum? Second row, I think. Your second row, Taz? Wow. I don't know. Uh, no, I think I'm sure I was at the front. I don't know. I was just prop, one of the ones that Or pushed. were you a hooker? 
I just push forward, I guess. I, I never understood the rules while I played it. I'd quite often get like, no, you're going offside because I just get the get the uh, the ball and run. Like, right. No. Yeah. I, I, I played, didn't understand I the rules. Rugby. I played for, play for the county. That's quite quite good. Mm. Quite a sports person back in the day. Oh. <laughs> back into there. Back into there. Yeah, there we go, Ted. So there we've got some uh, notes from the media press conference highlights, media scrum, Ted. Uh, should, we, should we run through them quickly? Let's blitz through oh, wait, hang these. On. Oh. Got to do this. It is the news. It's the news from the media scrum, Ted. Can't do any news without cool sound effects like that. Let's go! Uh, highlights from the AEW Media Scrum. Tony Khan kicked things off by confirming that the next AEW pay-per-view, Revolution, will take place on Sunday, March 5th at the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. San Francisco, California. What if AJ would go to that? Yeah, maybe. Oh, it's a long gap, in it? November to March. But they do have all the, the big TV events, don't they? So, mm, and yeah. I think that's where we get the final of the... Um, Seven best of seven, best yeah. It's ridiculous. Christ. So long away. Five months, stupid. Uh, the acclaim then joined the presser. Max Caster said that they are the best tag team in the world. Anthony Burns added that it's always special to be able to perform for the AEW fans, and that full gear was even more special because it was close to where he grew up. Caster said that the acclaimed have been moving ratings and selling out merchandise. They have. They're the biggest yeah. thing in. They're the biggest tag team in wrestling. They're awesome. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really said anything wrong. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, not much to add to that, really. No. Uh, next, new AEW interim women's champion, Jamie Hayter. She said that winning the belt is very validating. When asked about the interim status of the title, Khan said that he is evaluating the situation, but hopes that Thunder Rosa will return soon. They need to evaluate the situation, just make her the world champion. This is kind of quite... Interesting. So let's say Thunder Rosa is able to come back soon. There was all these stories again. You know, I mean, whenever you hear these like rumor and innuendo, yeah, um, about Thunder Rosa being legit scared of Jamie Hater because I think she'd mashed up Jamie Hater's nose by accident yeah. in the match and was reportedly hiding from her in the toilets. Um, be interesting to see how that kind of translates into them going into a feud if she does return whilst Jamie is champion. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yes, because they were feuding. They were building up to a feud between the two of them, weren't they, before? St- St- Storm. What are they called? Thunder Storm. Thunder Storm, yeah. Sandbagging. <laughs> yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Um, just, just make it the Women's Championship. Don't get rid of these interims. Silly. Yeah, it's it's been quite a while now. No I one likes when, it. When did Thunder Rossa get injured? two three months ago because she mm. won the belt at grand slam so september it's back in august yeah it's just just stripper of the title all out they, uh, last match was all out i think which is end of august god goodness me um soraya came out next to say that she is 100 percent and has ongoing tests and conversations with doctors and mri specialists uh, she talked about having ring rust, but praised Britt Baker for carrying her for much of their program. She says that it feels good to perform under her own name. 100%. She's ongoing tests and conversations with doctors and MRI specialists. Interesting to see what, they, what she happens after she's finished, you know, after this match. See, I think she was all right, 
but like you say, she was never. She wasn't like Charlotte Flair, was she, or Becky? No, she unique look. I never really thought she was amazing on the microphone. Like we say, the 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 things that people remember her winning the belt. Yes, cool moment. She had the film made about her, but yeah. I couldn't say I couldn't give you my top five Soraya Page matches. No, not at all. No, <laughs> no. Um. When asked about whether Kenny Omega and the Young Butts had taken up their full range of duties as EVPs since returning, Khan said that yes, they have been involved in the production of the shows. Noting that Kenny Omega was involved with AEW Fight Forever, he then segged into promoting the video game. Cool. Well, that's going to be... I mean, I think... Oh, goodness me. Kenny is a big gaming fan, so I think... Uh, interesting that they've been... They're back doing their full EVP duties i guess what do you still think do you think that's good having evps wrestling no i mean like, like we, we talked about when uh, when Jarrett appeared you know having former wrestlers whatever in backstage roles great because they've been in the business they're gonna have experience you know and yeah. all this stuff and what's better to have ex- you know knowledge about something than qualified by experience um but that being said, I can't always help but think if you're, unless you're the humblest person, then if you're involved in wrestling and you're involved in something backstage, you know, I'm not talking about booking, but whatever the role is, there's always going to be that talk of nepotism or yeah. self, self-serving, self you know, I mean, people say about, oh, Jeff Jarrett's a multi-time world champion, I mean, how many of those did he book himself as champion, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you can't help but, you can't help but always make that comparison, so, I don't know, I mean... They need stability backstage. I don't know what if they had if they provide stability before, if they were part of the instability. Uh, Mox, or if it was Mox and um, Jericho have got roles like that as well backstage now, so that maybe will help it as well. And they won't want that negative energy and bullshit, will they? No, I, I guess it depends on clear guidelines of who's responsible for what. I imagine they've all got very different roles. I don't yeah. really know what an EVP does in comparison to the roles that Mox and Jericho have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, uh, unbelievable in 2022 and AWP. You got a fuck CM Punk chant and a TNA chant. <laughs> unbelievable. Who would have thought that at the start of this year? Yeah. <laughs> no one could have predicted that in their yearly predictions. No, 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 no. Um. So then, when asked about Ring of Honor, Khan promoted Final Battle on December 10th. Then talked about Chris Jericho versus Tomohiro Ishii for the Ring of Honor World Championship on Dynamite. He talked about Final Battle start time being an experiment at 4pm Eastern Time. He said that 2022 was shaping up to be Ring of Honor's best year for pay-per-view revenue without cannibalizing AEW. He added that he was still optimistic about getting Ring of Honor on weekly TV. I think he has cannibalized AEW TV, to be fair. Yeah. Some, some of it. Some of it. Jericho, I think he's adding to AEW TV as the Ring of Honor champion. I think that's a good element to the show. Some of the other stuff, just cannibalizing it a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there was that one period where every other match was something Ring of Honor, and then you're having more people debut as part of Ring of Honor, like the Kingdom, the whatever groups. And it was just like, if I wanted to watch Ring of Honor, I'd watch Ring of Honor if I had a TV show, you know? Yeah. uh, Yeah, I, I disagree with that. And I also feel that when he adds that he was still optimistic about getting Ring of Honor on weekly TV. Now, that could be him being coy because he doesn't want to put out an official announcement at this stage. Maybe he's waiting for, 
you know, final battle to make an announcement on TV. But on the flip side, if you take it for face value, what he's saying, it doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence that they have a TV plan lined up. If you, you know, if what he's saying is, I'm yeah. still optimistic about optimistic, getting it on yeah. TV. It's like, that I wonder almost... what that would be. And would it be like a one, two hour show? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, and how much talent would be crossing over? I hope, hopefully none. Or a little bit, maybe Jericho will build up to the big matches. I'm not sure. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I'd hope none, and then maybe you can have a special event where you've got both of them on. I mean, it would be very, it's very WWE and SmackDown versus Raw, but that does make sense when you've got such a large roster, and you know, oh, they're on a Ring of Honor contract. Oh no, they're at AEW. It's just, it's very muddly. Um, I just, I, I do feel personally that it's been to the detriment of. There hasn't been to me a massive positive having the Ring of Honor ownership, you know, since since he bought it. You know, we've had some good matches, but I do feel that the AEW product has suffered. Yeah, know, more titles, more convoluted mixtures of the two. I think so. I think the AEW type, pro- pro- yes, and some some yes it has it suffered some, but I think mm. do you think Jericho's added? I don't think Jericho. Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. Him bit having the the belt there. No, but, no, no. I mean, yeah, he's he's doing good stuff with the title, but then of course we have multiple other titles. Too and, many belts. Uh, yeah, as mentioned in the chat with the you know when Athena went went heel, we had the return of Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Why haven't we had? And this isn't me saying I want this for anyone kicks off. Why haven't we had an interim Ring of Honor Women's Championship yeah. while she's been injured? You know. Stripper of the you want it, Taz. Work. You want the interim women's ring of honor championship? Come on. I want wear that badge with honor. Interim. Just call it. Have a pay per view called interim. Interim. interim belts. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Good. Like I said, months ago, RH feels like an art for with AEW guys and girls holding ROH titles for Mister Priceless. And Fran the Cannon says, uh, "Final battle starts at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. in the UK." Ooh, interesting to see. See, I was only a couple of weeks. Taz, that one. That one. Hmm. I probably won't be buying it, and that's not not too disrespectful. But I haven't bought any Ring of Honor pay per views today. I am so playing a concert it. that night, so I can't do that. Uh, so that's the that's the news and notes from the media scrum, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so Tez, shall we do a, a very serious wrestling promo and then come back with this week in wrestling history? Yeah, we're having a bit too much fun. We need to get be a bit more serious. Calm it I feel. right down, mate. So mm. it's now time for this week's very serious wrestling. And now, Ministry of Slam proudly presents Shit. a very I just realised I've not, uh, we're, we're still live. I've not swapped over. I've recorded the whole Very Serious Wrestling promo, but I didn't swap it over into Streamlabs, Tez. So I could play last week's Kurt, Her- Kurt Henning one. <laughs> Maybe he wants to see it again. <laughs> I've got it made. It's just not in Streamlabs. I can't put it in right now. <laughs> Stupid AEW doing four hour pay views. Do you, do, you, do you know it word, word by word off by heart? Oh man, um, no, I don't. No. Not off by heart. So I'm not going to for next week. I'm going to play that. Would save me doing it next week. So we haven't got a very serious wrestling promo this week. It was uh, Scott Steiner. I did a Scott Steiner one. Oh, hey. anyway, hey, yeah, very serious segments. Sorry guys, botch, <laughs> super botch. Damn it. Yeah, I no I flipped over to the uh, to the uh, source in Streamlabs. And then I said, uh, Kurt Henning. I thought, that's last week's one. Made that, messed up that. So, Tez, let's go for uh, this week in wrestling history. Okie dokie. So, the birth 
of WCW, November 21st, 1988. Wow. The media mogul Ted Turner took over Jim Crockett Promotions and renamed it World Championship Wrestling, which would directly compete with the WWFE uh, for many years to come. Big moment, that has. Yeah, a bit, of a, a bit of a changeover, isn't it? I think it is. I mean, Ted Turner buying that, and I mean, look what happens. Arguably, it, it led to the first ever Jeff Jarrett Sting match. <laughs> oh, so we got Ted Turner to blame for that. <laughs> um, no, it's a huge moment in the wrestling history. Ted Turner buying mm. up Jim Cockett, and, as, as, and make sure you guys tune into Turner Years that comes out every Thursday because Barracles will talk about that with Dave in the podcast feed and here on uh, YouTube as an audiogram. But it's a huge moment when he brought that up and really changed the wrestling landscape because you had Vince really buying up everyone, all the territories, and Ted Turner came in and thought, fuck it, I'm, I'm going against this man, I'm not having this. And did put up some pretty good competition for a long, long time. Mm. And gave another place for wrestlers to work and created that whole thing when we were kids of, is WCW real? Is WF real? What's this other thing? WCW, we didn't know. It was good times, I feel. Yeah. I Very mean, important I... moment in wrestling history. Exactly. I mean, it's an area I don't know too much about, but I'm getting my you know, bi-weekly um, education from the Turner Years podcast. Um, and yeah, big moment in the, in the formation of WCW. WCW, yeah, there we go. Check out Turner Years. It is out this uh, Thursday here on the podcast feed and on YouTube. So, next one, Tez. November 26th, 2001, JR joins a special club, Bagold. During WWF Raw, The Undertaker turned heel during a segment with Jim Ross and Vince McMahon, forcing Jim Ross to be inducted into McMahon's Kiss My Ass Club. That is, that is gross. Like, I can't believe he got his staff to kiss his own ass. That dickhead. <laughs> Isn't he? That's horrible. Yeah. That's not good. Poor JR as well. Wasn't it in his hometown as well? I mean... I guess on the flip side, you could th- guess many people had to be in matches with Rikishi. I can't imagine anyone was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a stick face. Brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's pretty gross. Poor JR. Yeah. And he got, you know, he had all that Bell's palsy and Vince would just mm. bully him all the time. I mean, he made a lot of money from being in WWE, JR, but goodness me, in front of all those people getting his ass shoved. Yeah. His, uh, his head shoved in his boss's arsehole. Not good. Gross. No, what, what can you say about that? Poor, would you do it to Tez for a. No. <laughs> what if you're on the same money as JR? I guess. I mean, how much are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Get your head shoved in Vince McMahon's ass. It'd be one of those things where, you know, you got so paid so much, you could retire early, you end up at these elite fancy dues, and they're like, well, how do you make your money? I'd, I'd rather not talk about it. No, 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 seriously. How did you, how did you, you know, you've, you've done very well. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about how I, how I joined the elite. Yeah, uh, uh, Baby Ice Regal puckered up to join the Kiss My Ass Club too. And The Gruff, he told, uh, J- The Gruff says, JR told a story once about a podcast saying his daughters called him up after seeing the show upset and furious about what had happened to him. It's like bullying. It's awful. Yeah. Just commentator. Terrible. Just let him commentate. Imagine like them doing that in AEW now, like Excalibur getting his head I can't him. imagine them doing that with some <laughs> of the storylines they have. They had a TNA chant. I know. Time. Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, And then finally, November 22nd, 2010, The Miz becomes WWE champion. 
At the November 22nd edition of Monday Night Raw, Miz defeated Randy Orton for the WWE Championship by cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase following a defense against Wade Barrett by Orton. Miz would go on to face and defeat John Cena at that next year's WrestleMania. The Miz won the belt 10 years ago this week. That's a lot. I can't believe that's 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember he had a match against John Morrison on the Raw, in the first Raw of the year in 2013, and that was a really good match. Mm. And, oh, yeah. and didn't he go against Lawler as well, leading in at the pay-per-view, in the February pay-per-view? I think, I think so. I know he had a feud or a match with him. And that was Lawler's only WB title match, I think. But yeah, yeah, it went on for ages, didn't it? I think he held it till Backlash, didn't he? Or whatever the, the pay-per-view was after WrestleMania that year. He was one of those champions where, I mean, fair enough, safe in the ring, is entertaining on the microphone, you know. He he, he does his, his shtick. Um, didn't really have any memorable feuds. No, he's the, he's the same. Like we were saying last week about like the Shield debut, The Miz is so much the same as he's ever been. He's never really changed, has he? He's still there. The only things that I can remember is when he first started, he had the stupidest attire. Yes. Like he had those, <laughs> that weird, like, I always call it a pork pie hat, but I'm pretty sure it's a fedora. Yeah. Gloves and whatnot. And then for, there was a, for a few years ago, he was wearing like karate sort of gear, which is a bit weird. But yeah, in terms of character work, you know, it's kind of the same old, same old. Yeah, but yeah Alex Riley, didn't he? Like Baby I says. And Alex Riley had awesome music. Um, oh, but then he? I think I Alex... What it was. Say it to my face. Um, <laughs> it's good. Check, check it out on Spotify. Um, Do you but listen yeah, to that right, the Alex Farley theme song? Is that your, oh, get your my, my gym song? playlist? I'm like, <laughs> I want to be I look like Alex, Alex Riley. I'm going for it. People in the gym are like, what the hell are you talking about? Who's Alex Riley? I remember when MIS used to call him Smiley Alex Riley. Mm. Yeah, I, I think he was, he was good, but apparently John Cena didn't like him, and that's why his career went nowhere. Oh, dear. That massive yeah. back tattoo, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, um, a huge back tattoo. I mean, I probably can't remember him as well as I actually thought I did. I remember he had the Letterman jersey, yeah, the Letterman jacket, and, and that was about tattoo. it. Huge back tattoo. Weird. What's he doing now? He, I know he was in the first series of Glow. Was he? Because I remember going, oh, that's Alex Riley. Yeah, one of the one of the wrestlers sleeps with him, I think. Oh. The blonde lady, I think. I, I liked remember. Alex Riley. Uh, no, Glow. I didn't like Alex Riley. Glow was great. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know what else is is doing. Um, no idea. No idea if he's still doing it. Yeah, baby, I Riley had a cameo in the Netflix Glow series. I liked Glow. It's really good. And the first series was good. Second series was okay. Third series got a bit boring actually. But there we go. This week in wrestling history, lots of big stuff there. I there feel. We go. Yes, action packed. Action packed indeed. So, Tez, are you ready for the two eleven quiz? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I say it every week that it's going to come to an end sooner rather than later. And you smashed it out of the park in like I record know, time. Literally record time, Randy Savage last week. Unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, we've got a two eleven quiz coming up, Ted. It's the big moment here. And um, if you don't know what a two eleven quiz is, it's we uh, it's someone's birthday coming up, a wrestler's birthday coming up, and each week we swap who guesses whose wrestler birthday is, who whose wrestler's birthday is. And this week I'm giving Tez the clues, and Tez needs to guess. So Tez. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, the 2.11 quiz starts now. Born November 27th, 
1962. This man is a professional wrestler born in Goldbourne, Lancashire. He's best known, best known for his appearances in the United States WWF and also wrestled in WCW. He was, um, he was a tag team in the WWF. The, 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 the British Bulldog. You got it, Ted! <laughs> Everyone gets it. You got it, mate. You got it. What a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Is there an American Lancashire? Is there an American Lancashire? There's a lot of American places that have English place names, but then you mentioned WWF, WWE. I was like, oh, that's him. That's Bulldog. That's Bulldog. And if it's not Bulldog, it's Dynamite Kid. It's one of the two. It is. is. The Allied. Remember, you're looking at the Allied Powers. January 1994, he teamed with. Wow. Returned to the United Wrestle with All Star Wrestling. He bought company Max Crabtree to be his next top star after Big Daddy retired. Wow. Oh, Max Crabtree. Yeah, I'm familiar. And he returned to WF at SummerSlam 1994 and teamed with uh, Lex Luger to form the Allied Powers. Remember that? No. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, so, dude, uh, what have you got coming up on MOH this week? Mr. Horror. And I'm going to get the calls ready. Ministry of Horror this week, as per usual, we have the latest uh, news. We have a quiet news week last week, but uh, last week had uh, the gruff on. Thank you very much again for coming on the show. We talked about Buffy, and since then I've been binging, uh, binging series four of Buffy. Because um, yeah, we had a good time talking about that, and it's got me back on the uh, the train, the hype train of Buffy. Is it good? Be... Oh, I, I, lo- I love Buffy when I was growing up, um, and yeah, it's you know, it's uh, it's early 2000s late 90s tv so you have to kind of ignore some of the effects and tv stylings because they are of the time but it was great but we're still talking about tv this week and that is because coming up i think at the end of whoops the week coming is the return on paramount plus the revival i should say of criminal minds um criminal minds is the sort of show that i never thought i'd get into because i don't really often watch police procedurals uh but it's about serial killers and the criminal minds the criminal minds 15 seasons of it was on i don't know some american network and spin-off shows so with the new revival coming back i'm going to be taking a look at some of my favorite episodes of that show and uh giving some you know things where i could say check this one out because i think they're all on uh disney plus it's so. criminal minds that thing where like on pluto like if you're a murderer i'm gonna get you on that pluto advert that's not in there I don't know. <laughs> Criminal Minds is it's the it, it it had the first couple of series or the first series or two had um the guy from Princess Bride who's like you killed my father now I'm going to kill you Manny Pan. I've never seen Princess Bride. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only uh, he was in Homeland as well. That's the only other thing I can think of that he was in. But it's quite a famous actor and he's quite good in it. Um, it's worth watching if you like a good p- who done it police procedural. How they're going to catch the killer. Um. Yeah, I like it. I'm I watched, talking about that. I finished off watching Black Summer this week. Mm. That's great. I know Tez wasn't too into it, but it's really good. If you like zombies that are really scary zombies, not like Walking Dead zombies, which they just walk around them a bit faster and they get away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, zombies that if they basically see you, they'll just go bananas, absolutely hella bananas, try and kill you. Check out Black Summer on Netflix. It's really good, guys. Really, really good show. I enjoyed it. And finished. It's only two series. 
it's just, it ends nicely it's done you know not nicely well it's just done there's no like oh is it gonna anything else happens it's just a nice complete story really cool black summer on netflix fran makes a good point that i think maybe it's time for you to have some uh homework law because uh andre the giant is in princess bride oh yeah maybe i should watch that and lord of the rings i need to watch as well i've never seen that oh, lord of the rings is brilliant i've never seen that I, I love lord of the rings i can't get on with harry potter i have tried to watch the harry potter films not for me but lord of the rings i oh, yeah, i love i love those films i've never seen um either but should we admit the gruff speaking of uh buffy the vampire slayer here comes the gruff yeah. coming into the show thank you everyone who cool. oh, the cameras come with thank you everyone who came into who downloaded the podcast this week we got into top 45 on the uk podcast wrestling charts this uh this week on friday Tez. that's for all yeah. our shows which is it's really nice. cool because um because that's i mean that's really good i mean that's we, we got raven stone yeah Cold, stone Cold steve austin dust. suck it on thursday yeah <laughs> that's the bottom line because i said so it's the Graf joined us. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, yeah, Graf. yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Are you ready for yeah, Ministry I'm of Ducks? Good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, we're all up to date with that now, I must say. Isn't it good? Um, it's good. It's really it's good. Really I'm good. It. It's really good. I'm loving it. I didn't think I would. It's better than uh, season one. Yeah, no, definitely. I I would agree with that. There's a, there's a bit in it this really week, Tess. It's so good. They got a commentator because they're in a, they're in a, they're in a. Sorry, a bit of a Mighty Ducks sidebar. <laughs> but they're they're in a, they're playing hockey in a in a college campus thing for the summer. So like, and they're splitting up into teams. They've got this commentator as a proper NHL commentator commentating on the games. And there's they're having the match. And Sophie, who was in the, they're basically children. And he's like, the rumor has it Sophie and and uh, what's his name? What's the guy's name? Gruff. Evan. Evan. No, yeah, rumor has it Sophie and Evan kissed this week, but I'm not going to comment <laughs> on that because I'm a 54-year-old man. <laughs> it's quite funny, okay. though, because, it, because it's like he's a commentator, and it's like, re- like referencing the fact that it's a bit stupid that he's commentating on these little kids playing hockey. Very, very good. Check it out, guys. It's on Disney+. Plus. Two more episodes to go. Oh, is, is there only two left? I wasn't sure how many there was meant to be. Yeah, only two left, Gruff. Uh, it took me a little while to get started, but once I did, no, it's good. Oh, Baby Ice likes it. Dominate is going to win. No, Mighty Duck's going to win. Bring back. No, boo, 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 boo. Flying V. Ducks fly together. What do you want to talk about, Gruff? Oh, no, nothing too much. I just thought I'd call in. I've not called in for a bit. And I'm um, just going to say um, I agreed with you about the decision at the end with uh, Regal. Like, I didn't quite understand what the hell that was about because he's saying like... <laughs> Don't you dare! Don't, don't, you, don't dare you dare use, use the ring! Don't you dare use this! Use it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then he throws him sinking anyway. Did he decide? Um, was he debating whether he'd turn on Moxley, and then just thought, "Oh, well, actually, I'm going to turn on him." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I guess it's that thing you just don't think too much into it. But it was just really weird. Like I thought that was quite strange. It was a bit quite weird. Strange. Did you watch? Yeah. The, have you watched all the pay per view today? Yeah, yeah, I watched. Um, uh, the first couple of hours of it last night, because um, I was in kind of like the chat with Tez. Um, oh, watched it for a few hours, and then I watched the rest of it this morning. Um, so, yeah, no, it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, match of the night for me was probably uh, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. I thought that match was really, really good. Yeah, brilliant match. That was really good. The crowds, like the audience, was just massively behind it. It was really good. Like it's one of them things where the crowd makes you enjoy it more because of their kind of reactions, the way they're reacting to everything. Yeah. Oh so yeah, no, I think they and they wanted to see Jamie Hayter win, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It was really, really good. Um, that was 
definitely for me my my match of the night. Worst match of the night as usual was um, you know, kind of Jade. No, it was terrible. Um, Jade's yeah, buns. no, yeah, no disrespect. Like, I get appreciate that she does work hard. She puts herself at risk being in the ring. I just don't like her. I just, yeah, she's just rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was my worst match of the night. But no, it was good. I was quite surprised that they had the elite on it as quick as they were. I thought maybe they would be it towards the end of the show, but. No, it was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it overall. Did I'd you like Kansas? It... Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. No, that was good. That yeah, was, was good. Cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I did like that. I was just wondering if they was going to do a little speech or something like one of the, you know, kind of like the Bucks or Omega might get on the mic and have a few words, but obviously not. Well, it will so. be interesting because they're in Chicago in a few weeks. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that would be quite interesting. Did you see there was something about um, Punk on some MMA show or something yesterday? Yeah, I guess better not let me in the locker room, he said, or something. I'm bad yeah, news. Yeah, because I'm trouble. Yeah. Bad news for the locker room or something. Yeah. So does that mean that he's not coming back? Because apparently he's been taken off the cover of the game, hasn't he, now as well? He has, yeah. I don't think he's coming mm. back, mate. Well, he's injured for age, isn't he, still? So he won't be back for a long time. I'd like them to sort it out, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, but here's what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. So, how have yous yous been? All right, you good? We're good, mate. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, good. Good. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Good show the other day with um, Tez, Mr. Horror. Yeah, that was really good. I really, really enjoyed that. That's um, oh, why I like kind of jumped straight onto the phone lines tonight because I couldn't wait to call in. <laughs> um, no, no, it was good. I really, really enjoyed that. It was good. Um, so I'm kind of going through um, Angel. I'm watching all the kind of like the series of Angel at the moment for a potential episode in the new year, maybe to refresh my mind. I've never seen Buffy or Angel. Oh, oh, you're missing out. I mean, it it's it's of its time, but mm. it's still like characters and writing wise, definitely holds up. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely, nice definitely holds up. Definitely. Okay, guys, I'm going to shoot off. Um, okay, interested to see what Bericles has got to say, and hopefully, Franchise is going to call in and tell us. He's not been in the chat, so, but I'm, I look forward to finding out if Franchise is there. What he thought of the TNA chart at an AEW show? And what sandwich he oh. ate the show? And did he? Did he think? Oh man, OnlyFans. <laughs> he he will be saying they were chanting TNA because they know it's the greatest promotion going and yeah he <laughs> might, he's not TV. in the chat so he might not call in who knows oh, uh, Tez and Lawrence are you watching I'm a Celebrity do you uh, let's ask the graph have you ever watched I'm a Celebrity guys uh, no never I've never watched uh, it probably the first series or two but just, it, I, I don't want to see overpaid Z-list celebrities. I mean, Christ, one of them's a politician this year. Amen. I've got no interest yeah, that in, in seeing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never watched it, to be fair. I haven't got a TV license, so I don't, I don't have stuff like that. Uh, and Jericho was on The Masked Singer, proving his amazing oh, vocal... Shoot and start! Amazing oh, vocal talents there. It's fantastic. That was bad, wasn't it? That was awful. I'm not making a comment, but I thought I put what I thought in the Discord. Absolutely brilliant vocal vocal skills there. Who is that? It's such a recognizable voice. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> it definitely wasn't. Uh, how do they know who that was? I watch AEW well, I, I, every week. I think that I'd imagine the judges, because you can't be on there going, well, who the hell's this? I've never heard this person before. They probably have to be like, whoever it is, because I imagine it's all stage, whoever it is, just play up that they're amazing, because it would be really embarrassing if you're like, who? <laughs> Chris Je- Je- Jericho? What? <laughs> Not the best vocalist, especially for that song. Now, he's now an all-star, says Fran the Cannon. Uh, War Games Survivor Series should be fun. That's next week, yeah. War mm. Games, that will be good. Looking forward yes. to that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Banger. thank you for calling in, um, Gruff. Good to, call, no good to connect, mate. Yeah, no yeah, worries, man. guys. You Positive take vibes care. to you. And Carol Ann. See you later. See you later, mate. Bye, bye. 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 All right, mate. So should we let in Bericles? I think he's got a lot let, to say. Let's let in Bericles. Here comes Bericles. Here comes Bericles. Here comes Bericles. Bericles is here. Hey, how you doing? Good, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. good. Just uh, thought, I'd, thought I'd make my weekly call in, see how you guys are doing. Well, my second week, my second time this week, so... Yeah, thank you for coming in the show on uh, on Thursday. That was good. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to doing it again sometime, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to obviously I want to talk about the pay-per-view. Yeah. I think you're insane. I think four hours is the perfect length. What? And keep in, and keep in mind I watched it live. Well, I okay. Because it's either four hours every three months, or it's three hours every month. Not necessarily. You know what I'll do. No. I don't want to I don't want to be paying twenty quid a month. I'd they rather won't pay do that. every three months. Of course they will. No, they won't. If the WWE can get away with it. It's all about the TV ratings, mate. They, they won't be doing that because they'll do the Winter is Comings and all those other things. That that wouldn't stop them. They've got a big enough roster to fill both. Oh, well, I don't think they'll do that. But I noticed I noticed with interest you were like, yeah, chuck the Nyla Rose match onto this onto this TV show. And chuck, and chuck uh, what was the other match you were, you were talking about putting on the TV show? Uh, uh, Wardlow. Yeah, it RRH wasn't the tag match, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't your Sting match. Your Sting no. match could proudly stay on pay-per-view. Sting can stay on pay-per-view. He's, he's Sting. Nah, Sting that, that tag match would have been been a great Rampage made event. Yeah, I think. No, that'd be all right as well. That could have moved. I don't mind. That's the, that's the one I would have moved because you've got a massive star. It's a fun match. You've got Jeff Jarrett who, whatever, don't don't put him on pay-per-view. Um, I thought... That it was a, I thought it was a really good show. I thought the the length. I mean, I know you, you talked about the the acclaimed, like people being burnt out by them, and I don't think it was burnt out from like this show is too long. I think it was burnt out from seeing this match a fair bit quite recently. Yeah, you know, and the storyline stupid. They chopped Billy Gunn's fingers off. They don't usually do return matches quite so quick. In fact, sometimes it can take up to a year to get a yeah. rematch. Yeah, yeah. This one, you've had three in what the space of like a month and a week. Yeah, yeah it's, it's three times since um, All Out, so all two out. months. So, so, yeah, it's been two months. But you know what I mean? That's quite a lot of, as good as they are, that's quite a lot of the same match over and over again. Yeah. And I know I predict, yes, I did predict on the prediction shows. You go back and watch that, by the way. It's quite funny how much I'm just totally wrong. All yes, that. and you were bottom of the MOS prediction. I was going to say congratulations well. to everyone beating me on the MOS yeah, prediction. You were mega, mega bottom, mate. <laughs> mega? You, you were ahead of me by two points. Mega? It's only out of five. It was ten. There we go. I'm not, I was tenth, but, you know, it was like I was a bottom with 103, and then there were two of you 105, and then Dave beat me, so I'm never hear the end of that. I was 111 with um, Rick 
Moran. Oh, is he Dave beat me by 105 by like two points then, and I'll just never hear the end of that one. Ben is terrible. It's something close. Poor Considering he doesn't watch, he doesn't watch any like. He doesn't watch any modern wrestling and just uses it to like rub my face in it anytime he can. I'd even watch it. I'm better than you. He just guessed. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. That's what he does. He like listens to like, he listens to like shows like this one and like goes, oh, that's sort of what's going on in the storyline. And then just guesses from there. <laughs> well, if you want to come and join our Discord, ladies and gentlemen, please do, because it'd be a great place uh, to come and hang out. Mr. Price has won the uh, Prediction League. He came first with 123 points. Dominic was second. Rick Moran was fourth. I was joint fourth with Rick Moran. Uber Dave was sixth. Rip Amp Rage 86 with 105 and Barrow was um eighth with 103. It's another thing I can't win. Wow. <laughs> Poor you. The British Bulldog. Come on. So he's, he's, he's from Lancashire, so there's about four British wrestlers that made it in America. If, I, if I'm quick, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to get like Funaki or some guy that was in developmental in like 1998. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Like, oh, uh, Ron H2O Waterman or something like that. Yeah, 100%. Mentioned on the Ross Report twice or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought the pay-per-view was was a good one. I actually, if you, you asked me about what my hype was during the prediction show and it yeah. went from a three to a four. Yeah. And I have to say, out of ten, I think it delivered like an eight and a half. Oh, really? I thought it was real good. It was good. I didn't think there was a, I didn't, I didn't think there was a match there that was terrible. I... I quite like Jade, even though she's very basic. I like the presentation. I'm kind of, I'm kind of waiting to see who beats her. I would admit that it's, it's kind of getting a bit like, okay, I thought Athena was going to beat you, and then Athena's been a bit of a, a wet towel. Yeah, she hasn't turned out to be what she could have been. Um, and then they brought in Soraya, and then haven't made her. They got the person to beat Jade. So I'm just kind of waiting, like who's going to do it? Well, that was probably the weakest match. And I still thought that was okay. Yeah. But, but you were talking about the um, the William Regal situation. Yeah. I think the story is this. I think he's going to come out and say, yeah, I, the Blackpool Combat Club is about, about teaching people. And I just taught John Moxley that like you can't trust anyone. You might have thought you were the veteran and you might have thought like I had your back. But the, the lesson is that iron sharpens iron. And you 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 started to trust me. You don't trust anyone, especially when you're the champ. I think that's kind of way because you can sort of say like I did it for your own good. So he's like a he he is a heel, and everyone's like you're a prick for doing it. And it, but in his mind, he's like no, I just did what I said I was going to do in the first place. I've always told you I was a villain. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I just I, I think they could have maybe got got somewhere, got to that moment a little bit. A little bit the whole better. getting into the ring was dodgy, and then giving him the brass knuckles. Yeah, that, that, that didn't make any silly. sense. That was silly, but I think I think the the turning on Moxley you can explain is what is what I'm saying. I you think, think that's I think what it is. Especially someone as as Regal can turn around and say, "Oh, here's why," and make you believe it because he's that good in the microphone. He's all over the show, Regal, isn't he? Well, now he might not be because he's. I doubt the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club being too happy with him. So, no, I think you two would join up with him because he shook uh, MJF's hand. So the last thing MJF needs is, is Wheeler Utah. Everybody like needs Wheeler Utah. I like Wheeler Utah, but he's not exactly on fire, is he? He was all right. Um, he's all right. Exactly, he's all right. So you don't want to stick him with the hottest thing in your company and go, here, have this guy weigh you down for a bit. Yeah. MJF needs to be on his own, or at most with Regal. Uh, but the last, the last thing he needs is yet another faction. I mean, he's had the pinnacle... 
he's had the firm to a certain extent for about a week and a half. Yeah. Um, he's he's sort of done the Jericho thing with Jericho. I was like, oh, he's got rid of the. I can't remember what they were called now. The inner circle, and immediately he's got JS, and it's it's the same shtick. Yeah, so he doesn't feel different at all. The only thing that makes him feel different is this ROH spin. The R, um, the inner circle are pretty much just the JS, same same yeah. same faction. To be fair, that's what I mean. Yeah. Especially with JK guy like still. I like what Jericho's doing with the ROH thing. That's the best thing about the ROH thing. Oh yeah, that is most definitely. That's actually very thing. good. As much as ROH be, might be lower down on the totem pole, of what people think, oh, it's not very good. They should do TV show too much ROH. That's very good. It's a good part of the AW TV show for the last two months or since he won the belt. It's very good. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed that. It's, but he could be easily doing that on his own. He doesn't need the faction there to do that. Very rarely does he really use the faction, though. To be honest, let's be honest. Maybe a promo in the matches, back. But they're in every interview. Just stood there like a load of dorks behind him. Um, well, I'll let them get on with it. They're all right. Jake Hager's wrestling on um, Wednesday for the All Atlantic Championship. Goody gumdrops. That will be amazing. That'd be great. Uh, I mean, his whole thing now is like, I love my hat. All right, fine. That's your entire gimmick is, I like a hat. And it's probably the best one you've done in AEW. So it was a, it was a good show. I, I just... I think that four hours is about what I want because right. I don't want to spend more on, on pay-per-views. You do remember, I'm, you I mean, don't have to spend more on pay-per-views. I do if I want to keep up with the product. Yes. And I do I do enjoy The thing is, I've never bought an AEW pay-per-view and I've bought all of them and gone, didn't really get my money's worth there. You know, I've never gone, this was a, this was bad. There's always been something that I've been like, that was worth my 20 quid. Yeah. Uh, so in, until they give me a reason to be like, that was terrible, I won't buy the next one. They've all been very good. They're always very good. But um, I didn't really enjoy Forbidden Door much like Tez. Same sort of situation for me, not not enjoying it so much. Which is fine. That's fine. But it wasn't... I'd I'd hesitate to call it bad. No, it wasn't bad. I just didn't enjoy it so much. I mean, they're they're bound to do another one this year. Yeah. And what what with January 4th coming on, I imagine that will kick into gear come end of this month. End of next month, rather. Yeah. Because they've got to get some cross-promotion going with that. Yeah. All by Key Photo. Um, you know, you got Ken. You, I mean, I, I, I believe I, I bought a similar scenario uh, during the, during the predictions. I said, "Oh, Kenny won't do Kenny won't do single stuff because they're going to save him for the Tokyo Dome." You did say that. Yeah, you see, I'm just I'm, I, he, maybe he will do single stuff, but the, he's doing a best of seven series. That will go till March, and they they only have the they have the best seven because they're going to use all the matches. Um, did did the people that, become champions? I'll give you the I'll give you the I'll give you the the dates for the best of seven series. Okay. The best of seven series. Match one has already happened. Match two is November twenty third on Dynamite. Match three, December seventh on Dynamite. Match four, December fourteenth on Dynamite. Yeah. Match five, December twenty first on Dynamite. Match four. Oh no, that's match five. Sorry. Match six, December twenty eighth on Dynamite. And match seven, if it's needed. Is on January fourteenth. So it's not till March then. No, it's just it's just every bloody week. Oh, well, I thought it was March. That's the graphic I saw. Nope. According to that graphics they've put out, it's uh, it's every it's every bloody week. I'll be uh, bored of that match by about week two. Well, but let's let's be generous and say week three. Uh, my name is not said Lawrence. What I gather from you is you're more WWE than AEW. Um, no, no, I'm more AEW. I'd say my name is Al. I just just a lot of time. A lot of time for... I just felt four hours was a long time. Maybe it's because I also spend a lot of time having to 
do get this ready. So yeah, maybe... I was going to say the thing is you've had to cram it today. Yeah, so I have to watch this and then get. You've got to watch it and then immediately start getting this show ready. Yeah, so that's probably one just, reason as well. It just turns into work because it does take a long time getting that, doing, watching the show, and then getting all this ready. Because I don't want to go on the internet and spoil the pay per view for myself, so I can't get it pre-ready. Yeah, I complete. I can completely understand why you're like it's too long because you want it to be three hours, so you can take at least an hour to yourself to decompress, <laughs> rather than four hours of wrestling followed by getting graphics and stuff ready. I totally get it. I'm just saying, personally, I like the four hours. Now, when there were five hours, which was they, a couple Ugh. of them have been, they were too long. But I think four is my sweet spot. I like what the Fed have been doing in three hours. Myself. Yeah, but that, you could do that in a Raw, couldn't you? Yeah, but Raw's, Raw's not great. Raw's it? too long. Yeah, Raw's too long. Uh, it's just, yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I think if they did three hours and, I, and they could guarantee they weren't going to chuck another, another load of pay-per-views on, be all right. But I quite like the like little matches. I like, like I don't know. I liked like, all the matches, and I'm sure, actually, if I went back and watched them a la carte, it'd be brilliant. I love. I really enjoyed the Luchasaurus Jungle Boy match. I loved the Tony Storm, um, uh, Jamie Hayter match. I, I didn't particularly like the Britt Baker Soraya match. I like the main event. I, I liked all of them. They're all really cool. They're, it's great. It's such a great vibe, and the crowd is so hot, and they're all doing cool chants. Uh, AW shows are brilliant. I can't wait to see it in person. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, that's gonna be. I, still waiting to. I thought they might have announced like you know it, it's at this place. But Don't book cool. anything next year. You're not allowed to book anything. It's next year in London. Oh, you're too, too late. I've already booked this big Star Wars thing. I know. It'd be summer. But I booked that like last year, so it'd uh, be summer. You'll be right. Hopefully. I hope it's summer, but uh, I, I, yeah, the amount the, the amount they're going to run this match, um, this Death Triangle versus the Elite, is hilarious. This it's literally week, like he decided because you think, and they're back, and we're going to be doing a best of seven. And match one is this Saturday at Full Gear, but he announced the best of seven after the match. It's like he, he literally went graphics department, make a graphic for the best of seven. Yeah, it, <laughs> this it was brilliant. Every week. Yeah. On dynamite, they're not even putting one on. They're not even putting one on a rampage that I can see. Right, okay. You think they'd use that to like boost up some of the flagging ratings, like. But does the if if the elite win a match, do they become champions then? I'd assume so, unless well, just like AEW World World Trios Championship Best of Seven. So I'm assuming that will. Yeah, so it's literally like it decided it on the cost. show because that was for the belts on on last night. And then a best of seven series, you have to have all the you have to have the best of seven to decide who's the champion. Yeah, the final winner. So it's like literally like he decided during the show. Oh, I just want to do it now. Yeah, it does seem. A bit, I mean, it does make every every other trio in the company seem a bit like. Well, what about the Dark Order? What about the House of Black? What about the fact the factory? I guess best friends and Orange Cassidy. They all look like complete dweebs who just have to wait there for seven weeks while. What are these two decide who's good? Yeah, it's um, a little bit weird. It is very strong. Because I actually thought they got a decent... That's why I wasn't too bothered about them having a, a trio section. They do have they do have groups, at least, that you could slot in and out. And now they just be like, yeah, but none of them are good, so let's just stick the two good ones together. Yeah. But, I, um, I think it was a good show. Like I said, seven for me. Seven pay-per-view. I, I just... I thought the, the crowd really helped. The cr- uh, and... Uh, 
if Punk was coming back, the, the crowd might have been like, maybe, maybe I don't want to come oh, back. Oh, wrestling fans are fickle if Punk comes back. Uh, but yeah, yeah, CM Punk's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Totally cheer it. That's what I was thinking. But if he if he's sitting there feeling like hard done by him, and he's just like, well, I was thinking about maybe, maybe like swallowing my pride. That would probably make him be like, forget this. Can you believe an AEW pay per view? We had a. CM Punk chant. No, fuck CM Punk and a TNA chant. Could you have predicted... Who could have ever predicted that in wrestling this year? To be clear, I'm still not over the fact that Punk came back in the first place. And that was like a couple of years back. I'm still like, did that happen? Oh, yeah, it did. And then all this crazy stuff happened. <laughs> so uh, I'd only just got used to the fact he was back when he left. Oh, it's mad. Yeah, the, the, TNA, the TNA chant did make me laugh because it was like, well... That's what it is. That is exactly what it is. It was very TNA, wasn't it? Seeing those two in the ring. It's like, man, this is this, not WCW. This is TNA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, at least at least it seems that TNA carved out its own little identity, even if it is 2000. It's mad. That's, that is the cockroach of wrestling. It's still going. Sorry, Impact Wrestling fans. Yeah, it's, it's not even well, the same company. Impact Wrestling's different. It's, it's not the same, is it? Yeah. It's changed so many times. Um, TNA is its own thing when Jarrett was a champion on top and going against Sting and... I think yeah. was that Genesis match with Sting when it was at two thousand six. They they've I, I said they faced each other so many bloody times. Yeah, or at least had storylines where they were orbiting each other. Yeah, definitely. I have to say that that assisted. Um, oh, what's the Stinger Stinger? Um, Scorpion death, death drop. drop. Yeah, Scorpion death drop. That that was a, that was an awesome move. That like oh that was really cool. Why have they down. not done it like the whole time? It's probably because an ordinary sized guy would have his ribs broken. Yeah. He's massive, Satnam Singh, isn't he? Satnam Singh's just big. <laughs> Good that Sting kicked out of the Satnam Singh chokeslam. Yes. Uh, didn't get the guitar shot I wanted, though. I wanted that hit him over the head and then beat the chest. No sell it, yeah. But, it's uh, all right. I think we'll still see some Sting stuff here and yeah. there. I, I mean, Tez, I do forgive you for leaving the chat almost instantly when I arrived, by the way. <laughs> I, was, I was quite hurt. He was like, oh, I'm, going to, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I was like, hey, guys. Oh. <laughs> I mean, bear what were you doing like for those years? Yeah, what were you doing before? Oh, I was chatting with Dave. Oh yeah, oh. we we just recorded uh, Capital Capital Combat Ninety, the return Ooh, the of Robocop, Robocop one. For for uh, we've we have had to delay that a couple of times because of illness and etc. Which is why I thank thank God that we're uh, we're actually ahead a little bit because we had a couple of stumbling blocks. And now it's like we sat there, we, we watched the preview, and then Dave was like, "Well, I'm going home. I'm done. I'm tired." I was like, "Okay, I'm going to watch the show." And I, I signed into to the Discord, and Tez left. Oh uh, man, I, I completely understand. Well, if anyone's coming to the Discord, please do. Three a.m. Well, it was three a.m. I'm only messing with you. Yeah, the Discords are great. A great place to hang out. Um, you know, there's YouTube links to different matches. There's good conversation about comic books about movies about wrestling obviously it's a good place to just like tell people what's going on in your life if you want to talk about something it's really cool there's pictures of dogs there's pictures of cats everybody likes dogs and cats well there's the woofer yeah. it's 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 a cool place and if you listen on the podcast it's just below it's in the podcast description as well you can find it in the yeah. podcast room just click the podcast description Discord's nowhere near as scary as I thought it was to sign up for. Either. That's easy. It's just a chat room. It's just, it's just like basically an early 2000s chat room would be. Yeah. It's Book just a club. Cool version of that. And obviously you don't get weirdos coming in and being like, hey. Yeah, we did have one earlier on in the year. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Perro, what have you got uh, coming up on Attorney Ears this week? You, you were correct in your preview. It is the Future Shock Tournament. 
it mm. is a tournament at Starcade 1989 between the between tag teams for the tag team uh, the tag team tournament, which I believe, if I remember correctly, are the Steiners, Doom, and the uh, and the Road Warriors, and I'm pretty sure there's someone else. Yeah, and the other on the, on the single side, you've got Ric Flair, Lex Luger, Sting, and the Great Muta. I can't oh. remember who the tag team is, and that will really irritate me. Uh, who is the, it? It is the first time the Steiners and, and the Legion of Doom face off. Oh, be pretty cool. Gonna be on. But yeah, there's there's some cool. Who's that? Doom. Yeah, Do, Doom are in it. Doom. Uh, Doom are definitely in it. I love Doom. Uh, if you if you listen to the next couple of shows coming up, my my respect for for uh, for Doom goes massively Doom. through the roof. Cool. And that's coming out on Thursday on the podcast feed. That and is coming out on, on Thursday because wanting a hell out and I can hurry up and edit things because I keep being like, that was last week. I remember, I keep forgetting you, my week I'm on. If you listen to the podcast feed, guys, please do give this podcast a review. Just go to your Apple yeah. Podcasts, the MOS Network, and just give it a review. Five stars if you think we're worth it. That'd be great. I'd really appreciate that. Some reviews here in the podcast feed. It takes two seconds. Just go and give it a review. And it really helps bump us up the helps bump us up so we can, you know, tell get Stone, discovered by more people. Tell Stone Cold Steve Austin to suck it even more. Was, yeah, but he's, he's like, he's like, you know, he doesn't uh, give a shit. No, stuff, stuff, Austin. No, we need But there we go. But dude, we've actually got franchise has actually called in, so we get we get him on and see what he thinks about. And again, TNA he's going to kick me off. I see how it is. I'll talk to you later. See you later, mate. Thank yeah. you very much for all you nice, do. Goodbye, no mate. problem. Bye bye. Nice to talk to you, Tez. Sort of. Congratulations <laughs> again. It's all right. Thank you very much. It's all see right, you later, mate. Bye. He's coming into the call. It's now the franchise. We can find out what he's eating. And what he thought of that TNA chant in AEW. Mm. He's joining. He's joining. He's joining. joining. He has joined. Joining. How are you feeling, franchise? TNA. 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 I heard what the club said before, so. What did you think of that TNA chant at AEW pay-per-view then? Right. I think TK must be listening to the show. Because it's like, um, what did they say? It was TNA 2000 all over again. 2010, so. You must be listening to a show or someone is. So. Have you got a cold? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Take some hot ginger in a cup, mate. Yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've got. I've got some honey, so I'm going to have that in a bit. So, Ooh. Yeah, so, no. Are you eating now it's as well? Bit, I'm just literally, only just, just literally coming, so I'm doing both at the same time. Multitasking. Yeah, it's one of those days. Is, I've just had been, had such a busy, busy day today, so I'm not going to have time to even get snacks, so... Well, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it, mate. Nope. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, no, I could hear what the Gruff said. So I was on the bus. I could hear what the Gruff was saying, asking me. So why you want to ask me what I thought about um, AEW Trans and TNA? I thought it was pretty good. But Impact Wrestling, it was like, because their pay-per-view was on yesterday as well, so on Saturday night as well. So it's pretty good. I don't know if you, if you got a chance to see it. No, I didn't. I thought the women's knockout in that match was quite impressive. So you should um, give it a chance to watch. But with AEW, that's quite imp- um, and. I'd never watched it really properly, but I thought I'd give it a chance when I came back. I was actually quite impressed. Like the Tony Storm, Janie Hayter. I thought that was like literally match of the night. Oh, it was great. But I think that they should get rid of the interim title and just make give the title because I'm not sure when the women's champion is actually going to come back. So at least give her the belt at least. So yeah. I thought I felt like it was like more like, AW making wrestlers, making their own wrestlers instead of relying on 
other people. Yeah, that was the case. So I thought that as well. Yeah, but to be honest, but the thing I actually enjoyed watching more was like NXT, WWE, SmackDown, and Raw. But with NXT, I've really, I don't know if you've talked about NXT, but I thought it was pretty good. Like seeing them, um, like Isis Dawn coming, like making a debut on NXT. Right, and Mandy so, Rose won a won a last woman standing match. Well, didn't she? Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see after because um, you've got the new pay per view coming up soon. Like deadline. Are, are they going to like? Could you see her or Toxic Attraction move up to the main roster? So, do you want to see them go up to the main roster? I think Toxic Attraction does, but I like Mandy Rose stay on. Um, like that, she's staying on NXT at the moment because right. she goes up there. It's a wasted. Um, it's a wasted card because you need uh, more tag team divisions. Yes, I just heard you what? swallow in my. I'm in... <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, and just getting a glass of water. Um, no, I, I was to be honest, oh, I'll put my food up. So, no, I, was, I was quite impressed with this week. I think it's like wrestling's like, I watched, um, I don't know if you watched the Maxwell Male Models um, web show on um, YouTube. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Why would I watch that? Why not? It's, it's interesting. It's titillating, the pleasure. It felt like, I've, I don't know, just for me, it just felt like watching an OnlyFans video. I've never watched an OnlyFans video franchise. Could you? I believe that. Wink, wink. I <laughs> have not. Why would I do that? Okay. Yeah, and Chris Jericho wasn't on the Mass Singer either. Inverted commas. Yes, he was. Yeah, no, I'm speaking metaphorically. Right, okay. <laughs> I, don't no, think that, I don't think that was metaphorically. It felt like, uh, was it, watching that in a way, which felt a bit weird because... Like when you see Mansoir like literally dropping milk on himself, it was quite hilarious. Like going for um, masculine tans. And that was like OnlyFans, was it? Is that what you see well, on OnlyFans then, franchise? From the other I ones you do. I that. So, <laughs> so was it Victoria? <laughs> is it uh, Scarlett Bordeaux? They pour milk on them, and you is that what you get? Is that is that a different tears? Um, I don't know, actually, tell me, but I can even confirm more than I watch these videos. <laughs> Wouldn't they, mate, to be fair? Well, no, but it was pretty good watching them. It's like, I could see them maybe like, like the brief dango of um, WWE, like the, uh, yeah, that you could see them becoming tag team champions. They'll be in, in TNA team. in about two years' time. <laughs> as, no, a, no, as, a, as a not male model tag team. No, but you never know. It's like you might have like someone like Chelsea Green coming up to um, sign up. Maybe, to yeah. Me. And Matt Cardone has been talking about it too. I hope so, because he's done his, like the internet champions. He needs to find his champion in the major leagues. Yeah, that would be quite cool. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's like, I think AW, like when you said the announcement, I think TK like made a good announcement. But the rumours is from what I've what I've read on um, some forums is like, they're going to be doing one day in London, but they're going to do another day up up north. So up north, but they'll be doing like either a dynamite up north, like like a bit like Tina used to do, like yeah, yeah. maximum oh, impact cool. tour. That'd be quite cool. They even came to Bournemouth once. Yeah, I saw them in Bournemouth. Yeah, I did too. No, I saw them in Manchester Arena. So no, I've never seen any in this sport. We saw them in the BIC. Not it's not quite an arena. Yeah. Well, the gladiators, or no, that's something at Birmingham, the NEC. So, this is the Bournemouth. That's going back to again. The NEC is a lot bigger than the Bournemouth BIC. Yeah, I have been to the Bournemouth BIC. You've been there, 
No, I've never been, but what, how big is it compared to like other venues? It's barely are? tiny, mate. It's rubbish. It's tiny, yeah. It's shit. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's Bournemouth. It's rubbish. Oh, I've, I've never I've only been to... I've never been to Bournemouth, actually. It's like... I've, I've wanted to go, but... I know that um, I've got a friend of mine who lives up there, so as well as... Well, not we live down fine. here, too. I know you do. <laughs> not randomly yeah. talking about Bournemouth. Yeah, but Manchester, but I don't know. I really enjoyed like, watching um, a lot of things, but it's been pretty good, like wrestling wise. So. Franchise, uh, what did you think of the Thundercats inspired Jade outfit? Well, I thought she was going to go for more DC great uh, attire. I thought she looked quite good dressing up as um, Chitara as well. So, what was your favourite part of her outfit? Well, um, the costume design it looked like. Um, but what, like, what, what bit of costume design in particular? Um, the body aspects of it. <laughs> was she wearing leggings or paint? I don't know. Maybe tight skin, like um, like Crusoe. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's quite, it's quite impressive. Like the streak goes on. I think it's like it's nearly one year that she's been TBS champion. So yeah, wow. will she carry on that year, or will someone take it over? Who knows? Or maybe she might lose at the New Japan. Like what New Japan shows it's in January, early she January. The New Japan show. Hey, you never know. Anything can happen. Like with uh, if she goes up there, because the thing is, she's beaten there enough. Everyone else on the main roster. So who's going to really take the title away from her? Unless you have someone like Soraya or um, DMD might take over. So I don't know. Maybe after the feud, but who knows? But. I think with Jamie Hayes as well, I'm waiting for that Batista moment where you've got, um, like, she's probably there, like, having the thumbs up, like, what should I do next? And then she's going to end up doing, like, what Batista did to Triple H. And yeah, then so. The thing is, though, she's stronger than both of, uh, well, Rebel won't do anything. She doesn't, she never does anything anyway. Yeah, and... yeah. No, but, yeah, but I'm, another thing I'm looking forward to next week is in Survivor Series as well. And War, War Games, games as well. Yeah, especially with that fifth member now. So Kevin yeah. Owens. Yeah, but I thought I felt. And I thought it was finally a good, a good-looking stunner from Owens. Because while I think Owens is great, I've always thought ah, his stunners aren't like Stone Cold stunners. Like they're always great. But the one that he did on Roman on SmackDown was that was pretty good actually. I think he built more of a threat for, um, especially for um, Roman and the Bloodline. Because I'd be honest, I thought it'd be someone like um, you could. I could have seen a Karen Cross maybe go onto that side, but it would be interesting. Yeah, he wouldn't to have been see... teaming with Drew McIntyre, would he? It'd be interesting yeah. Zane and Kevin Owens in the ring in the cage. But, but I thought like is 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 that they buried him um, La Knight as well, like him falling, like having his accident as well. I thought that was quite a bit. Mm. Unless going to say something up to um, probably before the Royal Rumble, maybe if they're having another main event or like premium events. No, they're before. not. They're not. That's it. Royal Rumble. War Games and the Royal Rumble. That is it. The franchise. We want to yes. know what sandwiches, what has been your sandwich of the week? Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go. Well, I had a nice, um, like, a salmon sandwich. Um, also, as well, in New York. I had quite a few sandwiches, actually, because I was at an event early on in the week. So, nice cheese sandwich, chicken sandwich. Um, as well, like a uh, double chicken sandwich as well. It's it all, all in one day. Yeah, well, it was like a luncheon that I went to because it's something to do with the... We launched something to do with the training up new people, so it was a big national like, launch, and I got myself on a 
from the last album to have the last album. So, that is a favorite chicken pasta. Chicken pasta? Chicken tastic? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Check it out. Couldn't hear it. And probably too many sandwiches. But, dude, thank you for calling in. <laughs> Oh, any time, guys. And as well, like, um, looking forward to, like, to see um, what happens next week. Maybe TK will, like, probably listen to the show and uh, make another announcement about um, the UK um, dates because I still think it's going to be... It'd be more than London, I can say oh, that. I think it'll be more than London too, mate. It'd be more than London. It'd be what's best for business in the future. But, I don't know, i like to see NXT maybe coming to the UK soon or Impact, so... Well, they're talking about coming back to Impact coming to the UK next year as well. Ooh, so that'd be good. They get that probably mean, be in the Shaftesbury Boys Club. <laughs> surely they need to get a TV deal in the UK before they come back. Otherwise, it'd be I... like, why is no one here? Because no one knows that this is well, on. Great. So you watch it on YouTube. I told you the Impact show on YouTube. But um, like I said, I was at the last Impact show when they did in the UK. And it was quite impressive. Like some of the talent on there now is like some of the still Impact, but a lot of them are on the main, like gone up to other companies like. Yeah. Um, so it's quite good, interesting to see some of them now, in, so, especially NXT and uh, AEW. So do Impact put full shows on YouTube, or is it like clips? Because they haven't got UK TV deals, so they are showing the full shows on um, on YouTube. But the pay-per-views are still on. You have to like, literally get it all online. On unless... fight. Yeah, so oh, okay. it's, it's worth giving a lot. I don't see why you keep on like... Uh, Impact is, is good when watching it. It's like, it's different, like... It's, it's interesting. That's what I mean. You should always, they've got some good matches there that you wouldn't be, you'd be surprised. Like I said, literally, you need to watch Overload and see the knockouts of match, like knockouts time matcher. Jordana Grace, like literally, her match is pretty good. Does uh, Bobby Fish get reactions yet? Well, I don't know. It's like, um, well, he, he won his boxing match, so no, I don't know. Like, maybe you might see him, you might see him Punk versus Bobby Fish, maybe in a boxing match, <laughs> maybe match sports. But I was a bit surprised, especially with the AEW game, because it's coming out as um, a day as it as Xbox Game Pass thing. It's so not, it's not anymore. They've given they've, they've, they've took that back. It's not happening. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see the game as well. Like, to see if it's if it's actually is it good same gameplay, say like WWE style, like maybe better. You know, yeah, hi, Grotbags. No, no, no mercy, it's Grotbags. Uh, the yeah, franchise, it. dude, thank you for calling in. Yeah, no problem at all. Anyway, take care, guys. We'll catch you later, mate. Cheers, dude. Bye, bye, bye. That was franchise, mate. That was franchise, and that was another episode of many pre Grotbags snorting. That was Grotbags, <laughs> <laughs> hence why it's called Grotbags. Uh, but thank you for everyone, uh, checking out uh, the show. Good to have you here. Thanks for being here. Thank you, podcast listeners, as well. Thank you to everyone who joins us here live on this Sunday. And it's been a mammoth wrestling day Th- four hours of the AW pay per view, three hours of MOS. It's been a mission and lots of lots and lots of MOS and lots and lots of wrestling. But thank you for joining us, guys. Tez, what have you got coming up? Let everyone know. Uh, again. So, Ministry of Horror, we've got news, we've got uh, reviews, and I'm going to be talking about uh, Criminal Minds, the uh, the hit police procedural about serial killers, uh, because there's a new series, a revival, coming to Paramount Plus. I think it's called Criminal Minds Evolution, or something like that. Um, and I have recently got uh, the new Dark Pictures Anthology Devil in Me game, so I will, at some point, be doing a stream on that. I'll, I don't it's... know when or where. Is Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton on um, Criminal Minds Evolution? Uh, oh, well. Or David Duchovny. Is he in it? I don't know if any wrestlers have actually been in Criminal Minds. I don't think I they have. Don't, I've never seen it, mate. It's a good show. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, what 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 you got coming up in the week? Are you doing any gaming? Lots of bits and bobs, guys. Lots of bits and bobs. Check out the MOS uh, network. Check out the Discord and uh, various things and stuff. But yeah, check out Ministry of Horror on Tuesday. Check out Turn Years on Thursday. And uh, positive vibes to every single one of you guys for checking out the show. Thank you very much to all of you guys. And uh, it's good that the community is growing. And uh, we really appreciate everyone who spends their time with us on this Saturday night, on this Sunday night, and everyone who who spends time with us in um in in the in the Discord on your Mondays and your Tuesdays, and also on the podcast feeds as well. Thank you to everyone who does that as well. We really got appreciate up- it. Got an update. David Otunga was in an episode Ooh, in 2017. He was also in She-Hulk. Yeah. Hopefully he was, he was better in that than he was in She-Hulk. I don't think he was from memory. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> he shows as much charisma as he did in his entire WWE run. Not a lot then. No. Uh, but <laughs> there we go, mate. Thank you very much to every single one of our MOS members. The Gruff, Bericles, John Larry, The Legend of Four Calls, Gareth, Erratic Agent, The Miguel, Daniel Skeets, Dan from Chicago, and Thor. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tez. Thank you very much, Lawrence. We'll be back this week for more Ministry of Slam stuff. Turn ears on Thursday, Ministry of Horror. Possibly a War Games preview show as well, guys. Check that out live. War Games. Thank you very much for all your support for the MOS Network. Please remember to give it a review here. Please share any social media posts we do. Here in the poll results, we asked what was your favourite match at AEW Full Gear? And the unanimous winner was uh, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter with 50% of the vote. (laughs) We will see you guys all on the flip-flop. Thank you very much. Good night, Tez. Good night, Lawrence. Bye-bye.